0: the exploding ads horror movie podcast episode number 68 is it right is it 68 that is correct it is,
1: it is correct
0: sir uh, all right thank you i'm dave z hey,
1: everybody it's christian here
2: <laughs> brandon newblood here
0: all right we're slowly getting better at that okay very um, slowly <laughs> <laughs> very slowly the Duke of podcasting yes
2: <laughs> and why is that uh, I think I think that's a fair assessment. The Duke you know, a lot of people love us. Some yeah, but nobody talks us. about us.
0: See, that's the hold on now. What is a show or what is a movie that a lot of people seem to like just by you know, like the the numbers, but like nobody ever brings it up when it comes up in conversation. That that's like us. Like we never get any. Nobody talks about us. Nobody says things. No, there's nobody on our page making memes of us. Nobody's uh, random people aren't on our page that aren't on any other podcast group page. So yes, we do have better download numbers than a lot of shows on the network. Uh, okay. But like nobody talks about us or pimps us. So what so, movie would that?
2: Be? So we're the pin of podcasting, then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right before we got on the air, Brandon said that uh, my other show TJF13 was the pin of podcasting. Very underrated. Which I appreciate. Thank you, Brandon.
2: But no. No, it, it is. It's a great show. I love listening <laughs> to it. And Let's more tell people the need listeners. to
0: listen. Let's tell the listeners. Sorry to interrupt. When we're seeing the pin of podcasting, everyone may not be familiar with the movie Pin from 1988. That, that's what oh, yeah. we, we are referring to. Just, I'm trying to be conscientious <laughs> of, of new listeners. That they maybe, not, maybe do not know what pin is. So continue I'm sorry. Yeah, wow, no, that's,
2: that's perfect. We get we get the word out for tgif thirteen and we get the word out for PIN. And why, why don't you pl- why don't you plug your coffee while you're at it since you're drinking a Timmy's?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: he is. He's literally drinking a Timmy's. We're not just saying that for no. shits and giggles. He actually no. is drinking a Timmy's.
0: I do. Yeah, we record at nine thirty on Sunday nights and about nine ten. I take a ride down the street and I get myself a medium double double and I come back and here I am. I'm but.
1: drinking uh, whose
0: house?
1: Max Wool's house. <laughs> that was the the worst promo ever. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than ours, the one that we have out there. <laughs> I said, actually, just put it in a text today. We've got to make a shorter version of that because it's two minutes long. And I know we said, fuck it, it's two minutes. It's us. It should be, but I want to do a shorter one for people that want like thirty second promos.
0: Okay. Yeah. Want to
1: You want to try one right now? Right now on, on the floor. hello everybody,
0: hello everybody this is dave z i'm one of the uh, members of the exploding heads horror movie podcast
2: hey what you... hey
1: dave guess i'm another host on on said show
2: my name's christian oh yeah and i'm brandon and i'm barely hanging on to my job as the third host
0: barely oh. is right
1: listen to exploding heads horror movie podcast
0: on the horror network of podcasts that the legion network of podcasts on itunes on stitcher and anywhere that find podcasts are heard i guess Does that sound good guys that sounds fucking A. Great. Ringing endorsement. Thanks, guys. Exploding <laughs> Touch Horror Movie Podcast. Look us up. Check us out. Peace. There oh, it is.
2: There
1: it is. Our
0: new promo.
2: <laughs> that's it. Our new promo. That problem. might have actually worked, but I genuinely spaced out. Improv is not my thing.
1: But hey, I that's like awful. you on the show. So, hey.
2: It's a <laughs> <bring> it- <laughs>
0: Hey.
1: <laughs> Boom.
0: Let's talk about tonight. We're going to we're talk about some horror movies. We're going to talk about psycho sequels. That's what, That's That's Ooh. right. I'm excited about that.
2: I'm very excited. Psycho sequels, just two, three, and four. We didn't do Bates Motel or that remake.
0: No, no, no. Just sequels, because that's all we want to talk about. And we already did part one on our Proto Slashers show. I want to say show number 40. You are correct. Yeah. Boom. So if you want to hear us talk about the original Psycho, go to show 40. Listen to that. And then fast forward to this show. And pick it up from there, because we're going to be talking about those three movies. Psycho sequels, that's what it's all about. Well, I'll say that three times in a row, right? Shit. Psycho, sequels psycho, psycho, sequels, sequels, psycho sequels,
2: sequels. sequels, psycho sequels, psycho sequels, psycho sequels, psycho sequels, psycho sequels.
0: Just three times, Brandon.
1: Math
2: was I never your forte. It. I wanted to do it six.
0: Just to double the
2: effort? I, I wanted it to turn not psycho sequel, but it didn't.
0: No, you wanted it to go to psycho sequels, didn't you?
2: Yeah I, want, yeah, I wanted something like that, but There didn't. are some
0: good psycho sequels out there, if you think about it. You know, Grease Two—that's a cycle sequel. You know, they went from cars to bikes. Um, <laughs> isn't the Lost Boys Two about about motorcycles too?
2: I never saw Lost Boys Two. I
0: think it is. I think it's a motorcycle gang, so that's a cycle sequel. And anybody else? Well, they never
1: made—they never made, uh, made Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man 2, So, <sighs> we'll never Rad Two,
0: Rad Two, Cruise, oh, yeah. Cruise
1: Revenge. Oh, Cruise, Rad Two, huh? With Crew Jones. Was there another one, BMX Extreme or something like that? BMX Bandits. That's what it was.
2: That was uh, what's her name's first movie? Oh,
0: Nicole. Um, Nicole, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Got
2: Nicole Kidman. Thank you.
0: <laughs> ah,
2: there you go, Nicole Kidman. I was Nicole. thinking
0: of the the girl from America's Got Talent. She played yeah. one of the bikes.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, she played M. B and X were played by someone else.
0: (laughs) B and X. Nice. Okay, so yeah, cycle sequels. We're going to do a couple triple R's in between. If you don't know what that is, that's round-robin reviews. However, two of them tonight are going to be movies that all three of us saw. So it may go fairly quickly. So altogether, you're going to get a decent amount of reviews.
1: And plenty of entertainment. We hope. (laughs) We promise. I'm optimistic.
0: Listen, if if they haven't hung up by now, they're regular listeners. Or they're new listeners, and they're going to... They're going to get the show, so we'll see. They're going to be digging the pin of podcasting. So, yeah, okay. (laughs) Shall we get right into it? Shall we dive into this uh, Psycho sequel pool? Perfect. Balls deep. Let's go. All right, let's do it. B, are you ready for your uh, synopsis?
2: Yeah, I'm ready. Psycho 2 from 1983, directed by Richard Franklin, written by Tom Holland. After 22 years of psychiatric care, Norman Bates attempts to return to life of solitude, but the specters of his crimes and his mother, continued to haunt him.
0: Ooh, specters.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's fresh off the bee. I didn't make that up. Fresh
0: (laughs) off the bee, only way to go. I'm going to say one thing at the beginning of the show, and I'm going to say it one time. I have noticed that upon multiple viewings of these sequels, and I have seen them multiple times, but upon all these viewings, there is one of these movies that every time I watch it, I enjoy it more and more, and there are other movies in this franchise, that every time I watch them, I start to enjoy them less and less.
2: I feel exactly the same, and I hope it's the same movies that we line up on. I really feel like it's going to be.
0: And don't get me wrong. I am not... I'll tell you this. I am not going to shit on any movie tonight. No,
2: me either. I still love the film, but that I'm going to talk... that we're going to talk about, but not as much as I thought I did.
1: Wow, and you know that... I think I know what you guys are talking about. I'm not saying I agree with it, but because... This is not the first time we've talked about these films. So it popped up on our part two list, part three list, more or less. When we did those as little like uh, segments in previous shows, uh, we also talked about them on the 86 show when yeah, we were on 22 we Shots. So we did Psycho yeah. 3. So based on some of the jibber-jabber that we've had in the past...
0: I And think, episode 50.
1: Yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. Our Slashy episode show. 50, of course, the... Uh, seven-and-a-half-hour epic show that we did last year, I have a feeling I know where you guys are going. And so I'll just make a prediction that your enjoyment level went slightly down for two and has gone up for three. That's my prediction right now. I will say my enjoyment has remained the same for two of these and went up ever so slightly for one of them. Interesting. And I'm not going to shit on any of them either. So I'm looking (laughs) forward to the show.
0: If you remembered anything that I personally said on, on episode fifty and on the eighty six show, you probably were, would know where I'm going. But we'll see. We'll get to that. So let's let's talk about part two first. Yeah, let's
2: do it, man! Great music. Great it. music. Jerry oh. Goldsmith, Oof. fantastic. Gene, Dean Cundy, Dean Kundi. Right? Yeah, this. I mean, this one is a legit sequel.
1: We we have people. Yeah. I know Bill out there. Bill Casanelli, for all uh, the listeners out there. I think he says that this trumps the original for him. Now, the original is and made my top film of all time, horror film of all time. It's hard to trump, but I'm going to say that this sequel does everything a sequel should do right. I, I can't believe how great, how much effort was put into this from the concept to the script, the fact, imagine they didn't get Anthony Perkins back, like initially, oh, it was going to yeah, be a made-for-TV
2: think- movie. And given the fact that it's no. legitimately 23 years later, and it's still, it still it flows into it seamlessly.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the
2: tagline 22 years later? Yeah. I think it is supposed to take place in... Yeah. 22. It's supposed to take yeah. place in 82. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Come yeah, on. 22? 20. How can you not remember that magic number? Well, no,
2: I knew it was 22 years later, but it came out in 83. So I'm, I'm just saying it's 23 years between the release of the first one to the
0: second yeah. one. Well, there you go. So you're right. 23
2: it is. I I knew he was right. I just wanted
1: to make sure that, you know, people were going to call, be yelling at their freaking phones going, Brandon, what the fuck? It's 22 years later. But we're just clearing it up. Clearing shit up over here.
0: Got to cover our asses. Cover our asses.
2: I will have a few questions throughout this review about certain scenes in the movie and who's responsible for certain things.
0: Oh, yes! And I have some... I I took some pictures. I felt like a, a detective. I took a few close-up pictures of Mother in a couple scenes and saying... This okay. I, this I didn't get that but crazy, but I work. had a
2: few things specifically with notes.
0: And I didn't do it to be a jerk because I love the film, but I understand why they would do it in the context of the film to throw off the viewer. But in the context of the film, knowing it so well, you know that that person can't possibly be that person. But... I'm not. It's not an insult to the film. It's just that you have to do that sometimes. Otherwise, things are going to be given away. So, But that's neither here nor there. We'll get to it when we get to it. I think this is an amazing intro right off the bat with the black and white Universal coming up, immediately tributing part one. They go mm-hmm. into the shower scene, which you might think upon first view, oh boy, this is a cash grab. The first thing they're going to show is the most famous scene from the first movie. And the movie ends up being anything but that. It ends up being... Right, amazing. Just like just like B said, you got Jerry Goldsmith, we got Dean Cundy. everything fits perfectly.
1: You've got the fact. The only thing that they could have added to this was to have um, Sam Loomis return as well, because I think he was still alive when this movie came out. And I don't know. I don't know the history there. It may be on an audio commentary. I don't know. But you still had Vera Miles, and great. And that, that's what sells it. So you have Vera with her child, Anthony Perkins, getting out. Norman Bates has been released. He's coming back after 22 years. What a great idea. And the fact that it talks about that rehabilitation, can a killer truly be rehabilitated and re enter society? I mean, it plays around with that, those themes as well throughout the whole, the whole movie. It, it's just well thought out.
2: Yeah, it plays around with that theme throughout the whole series. And I think that's what makes this series in particular far superior to a lot of franchises. Because, man, Norman Bates is one of the most likable villains, if you want to even call him a villain. Agreed.
1: He's, I mean,
2: you, you, I find myself rooting for him in every movie. I, I mean, Anthony Perkins is just phenomenal in this role. And you know what? You're right with the, with the Sam Loomis thing. But at least, you know, they give the line when, when, the, when uh, the police officer recognizes her. That you know, she asked about Sam, and he said that that she that he passed away. So, yeah.
0: so you know we, what? I think it would have been a little too cluttered with Sam Loomis in this film as well. Because really, what else can he do? Just be running around with your Miles All movie? Because you're going to add an, a, another element to this movie. We already have a freaking—it's already a whodunit. We got three different things going on. So, to have him involved, I did not even know where he would fit in. So you I know I think what? It might have worked out for the better. I, true. I always true. thought
2: it was—I always thought it was a little weird that that Lila wound up marrying Sam after Marion was killed so it just yeah. so I think if Sam was in it it might it have been a little
0: awkward yeah I don't know I guess they just wanted to have I guess they just did that just for, for yeah ben no for, I, I, I get it.
2: it it makes sense but I feel like they would have maybe had to explain it or he would have had to bring up Marion a little too much if he was around I think it works better as the, the sister dynamic Her, her uh, Lila you know arguing against Norman getting released and getting petitions signed you know in, in Marion's memory and for the other, she even references, like the the other kills,
0: right, which is good. That all works out great in the beginning. They're in the courtroom when they're talking about it. and you know, the doctor's there, and Norman's there. And right away, you get that first shot of Norman when he's in the chair. It's almost like a Hitchcock type shot. This movie's also shot very well. They went the extra mile. And I'm gonna steal something from the psycho legacy. I don't know who said it. I don't know if it was Rob G. Who's responsible for, or I don't know if it was a, another historian from the psycho movies, but I'm not going to take credit for this. But I've always remembered this line that the guy basically said, he goes, the easiest thing they could have done is in 1983, when this movie came out, is have it been a cash grab. Have kids be in this house and have Norman escape from the hospital and freaking go there and be a typical knock them off, freaking slice and dice slasher film. Just because that's what was hard at the time. It would have been very easy to do. They have the name. They have the rights. If they can get Anthony Perkins to come back, all they had to do is have this guy be a psycho, escape, dress up in his mother's clothes, and whack people off and maybe have a little bit of a whodunit. Right? <laughs>
2: it's, it's interesting because Norman isn't really even a psycho. So it's funny because it's he's so relatable and you can't even say he's a psycho. He's just a victim of his upbringing.
0: Although Toomey would disagree. Huh, oh, you loony? <laughs> He's great. He's great. He Dennis Francis is great in this movie. Oh, uh, isn't he? I
1: love what they've turned the, the hotel to, into. Like, he, he turned it into, like, you know, pretty much uh, a den
0: of debauchery.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: an adult <laughs> motel.
0: I believe that's what they call it. adult motel. Yeah. What, do you, what do your guests get? Dead? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least my guests have a good time. What do your guests get? Murdered. Murdered by you, you loony. <laughs> I fucking love him. He's great. everybody in this movie fits their role perfect. They're all memorable characters. Robert Loggia is fucking great as a doctor, yeah. and he is just a genuinely good guy. You you fucking you see that he cares for Norman and Norman is a good guy in this film. So you're pulling for him. First, to me is hysterical. First issue, though. Mary, at first you like her, then you kinda don't like her, and then you like her. That's the way I look. I mean the the heel, the bad guy in this movie is Vera Miles. Is, you know, uh, what's her name? Pardon me, I'm using a real name, but whatever Lila, the hell her name is. Lila, Lila. Lila Loomis, double L.
2: First issue with the film comes with Dr. Richmond, and it has nothing to do with Robert Loggia, his acting, his character. I agree with you that he's very likable and it's it's a great character. All the characters are well-written for what they're supposed to represent. But as his doctor, don't you think, like, right off the bat, like, why would you return, let Norman return to the scene of the crime that, like, the scene of where, like, his abuse took place and what set him off in the first place?
0: I think that every time, but without that, we don't have our movie. It's yeah. just one of
2: those things. Would you want to have this movie but...
0: at any other house but the psycho house? I, it's true,
2: but it's like, it's a, you can't ignore that.
0: You're right. Listen, I know. I he's
2: supposed to be
1: cured. It's guess... 22 That's true. He's supposed to be cured. He's
2: cured. He's it's, cured. Where, where else is he going to go? This is his residence. I can buy it. Yeah. Like I'm not... I'm, I'm not docking any points or anything for this. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, and no, also, no, it's
0: a fair observation.
2: Yeah, and when Norman gets back to the house, when Richmond brings him back to the house, is when he first sees the first note from Mother. That note, I have no idea who left. At the house, or I thought the first note was in the diner.
0: No, no the first different. note was in the house, and yeah. it was um, uh, I'll be home later or something. That could have yeah. been from the past. That, that's Vera Miles
2: because she you know they're already yeah. they've already but Vera the Miles. Plan. But she's still at the courthouse. So you're saying she left it way before?
1: Oh, they, they didn't just concoct this, oh, he's getting it tomorrow. She knows it's coming. And I think she had this contingency plan to say, like, we're not letting this murderer out. He killed my okay. sister. And so they, she concocted this thing with her daughter. Because the daughter's at the diner working already.
2: Yeah, the like, daughter's at the diner. There's too many coincidences. Yeah. Like, yeah. Barry, that she's been Barry, Barry's at the right. diner. Mrs. Spool is at the diner. Uh, so who who is responsible for the note at the diner then? See, I'm thinking it's Mary only because we learn in the end that Mrs. Spool doesn't want to drive Norman crazy.
0: I think it is Mary. I, think, I don't think there's any question about it, actually. Okay. I watched this scene with intent this time for one reason only, because the note gets lost. And I yes. wanted to make sure I, – I, I, I watched. I paid attention to everything that was going on in this scene. And, of course, you see that the note does fall, and when he goes over there, his shoe happens to be on top of it. And that's all very believable. It's a short note. You see when the note gets knocked off. So it works. I'm getting notes from Mother. He turns around, he panics, he he fucks with Toomey. The only thing that doesn't work, I hate to say this, but Mary, if Mary put it there, she's kind of talking on a, both sides of her mouth because she is in the bar, and drunk Toomey comes in, and he's harassing Mary, and Mary says, you want to know how Norman is? Better than you will ever be, you fat bastard, or somebody. like this. So nah, she boy. has already <laughs> taken the role of defending Norman. So if she is defending Norman, why is she at the same time putting the notes on the thing? And that's a minuscule complaint, but that's all I'm saying. That's the only issue with that. I think think
2: it's... Oh, sorry, Brandon, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say I think it's real simple. I think she feels an obligation to her mother. I think very quickly on she starts to sympathize with Norman and she's sort of torn between her mother and Norman the whole movie, obviously. That is fair.
0: Exactly what I was going to say. And you guys agree. Mary put the note on there.
2: That's what I think.
1: Well, yeah, and it's funny. The only reason I was looking at Mrs. Spool's reaction... And she really doesn't have one. So that's why I just assumed it had to be the mother-daughter.
0: Well, yeah. And what does Mrs. Spool have to gain by fucking with him anyway? Her job is to defend him. She knows that they're fucking with him. So, yeah. you know what I mean? She she thinks she's the mother. She's taking the role of mother. She's not going to mess with them unless she legitimately says something. But what does she care if Mary comes in the house? I mean, although she would care if Mary's coming in the house because she knows that she's fucking with her. So maybe Mrs. Spool could have done it just to keep the girl out of the house. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. It just occurred to me now. Because doesn't the note say, don't let that whore come back in our house or something like that? Or am I wrong?
2: It does say that.
0: Yeah. Ah, maybe it is Mrs. Spool then because she knows that Mary's messing with her. I don't know. So either way, it works. That's
2: no exactly who. what the note said. Now now I think you might be right.
0: See, well, the thing is, it works no matter who it is. So it's cool either way. It doesn't matter. It works. It works for both purposes because that's what's yeah, great about it this be.
2: It's either, it's either a warning from Mrs. Spool or just a mental fuck from Lila or Mary. So either way, you're right. It, it, it works.
0: Which is cool. See? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I never thought about that till just now, but all these years I just assumed it's Mary. But again, when you're reviewing you know, certain things that I, I pay closer attention to this time around, Like, okay, let me. if there's any questions in this film – because I do have a very few – Few, as much as I adore the film, and I do there is I do have a few small questions, but none of them were pertaining to that scene, so so we're okay.
1: yeah you know well, I, mean, I, I think it goes from as the movie progresses to to what degree they're they're taking this to make all things point towards Norman losing to sanity, I, and I point to the the guy getting killed in the cellar the, the boy That's the a great scene
2: boy. when he's locked in the attic.:
1: Great scene. But, I mean, yeah. that, that's a scene where I think many detractors of the film will point towards as saying, okay, really? They're they are going to this extent to prove he's insane? Because you're pointing to that it would be Vera Miles doing the killing.
0: But we know it's not Vera Miles exactly. doing the killing. Exactly. Which is great. But... Oh, I see what you're saying. You but think then we we're get it. watching it. Okay. Yeah. But then, okay.
1: So we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, I mean, I I don't know. We never go literally when we're talking about these films. So I figured we could jump all over the place. So that's Mrs. Spool. Yeah,
2: Mrs. Spool commits every murder. Well, there's where I'm going. Murder, Ex- well, except, where I'm going. The last one. Yeah. There's
1: where I'm going with it. Is that because of that? This is where the detractors come from because she's a very old lady.
0: And this is who is in the basement. Look. That is the killer in the basement that actually does the killing. Looks
1: like, like Michael picture. Myers. <laughs> it does. And it's really creepy. I don't know why it's that's making it very unsettled.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's creepy, but you know, know what? It, it's definitely Mrs. Poole. and she she was definitely older, but I think still capable of surprising and killing someone. I mean, the kids were terrified and stuff. I think the main issue people could have is, okay, so Mary and Lyre, Mary and Lila are enacting their plan to drive Norman crazy by showing him the bedroom. All made up. Then they lock them in the base, in the attic, so they can switch it back. So they're doing that whole plan. Right. How is Mrs. Spool in the house to kill the kid?
0: Why right. not? Mrs. Spool is watching them the whole time because that's what she says. I, I knew that they're messing with you. I'm making sure it's not going to happen. So Mrs. Spool is always on the case, so to
2: speak. Yeah, she's always there, and she never gets seen because she's the one looking through the peephole. That the time when uh, Mary runs out and she thinks it's Norman, and then she walks down the stairs and sees him playing the piano. Which happens to be a great scene. I love the way she looks at oh, him. I love that. I love, that. I love the connection between Mary and Norman. And it was interesting because I read the uh, the IMDb like trivia, and it said that Meg Tilly like had no no idea about the success of Psycho. Never saw it, and so she complained. She yep. said, "Why did is Why is Tony getting all the uh, attention?" And he wanted to fire her. Yep. But half the scenes were already shot. I didn't know that, and I thought that was just a great little. Trivia tidbit because their connection in this film is by far the best connection of of any of Norman's female counterparts in Anthony any of the films. Anthony
0: Perkins film. wanted to fire her.
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. because she, yeah, yeah. This is a, a a major thing. They didn't get along. Anthony Perkins wanted to fire because just like B said, she was complaining. She was like, "Welcome, he's getting all the attention. Why is he so special? I don't know what the deal was, but there was uh, they did not get along because she complained. So you have two people that in real life are not getting along. But you'd never know when you watch the film.
1: Honestly, I had no clue. Again, I, it's funny that I feel like I've watched this movie so many times, but I have never really researched it. I didn't know they didn't get
0: along. You really should watch the Cycle Legacy, and I've watched I've watched the Cycle Legacy twice and I've watched on on the Scream Factory blues. I, I've watched all the extras and you know. Well that's it, I, yeah, I, uh, I don't have
2: those. I just have I don't have have them either. So. I have that four pack. Which is actually a good DVD, but I'll tell you that this, I don't watch enough special features and enough documentaries about these films. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes the stories behind it are, are more interesting than the movies themselves.
0: It's very interesting in this film. And I'll say one quick thing about this film. This film does something that the others do in this series, but I think they do it the perfect amount and not too much, is the way they tribute the original. I think in the other movies, it, it, it seems more forced, and the card is overplayed. And I think what they, the way they do it here, is a hundred percent perfect. If you're a fan of the original, that, that's how I feel about this. They do it just right.
2: Agree. I would agree with that. Yep.
0: Agreed. You know, another shower scene, uh, certain lines that he says, certain, but not overkill. Not every other line like they're doing in some of the other ones where it got to be. It, a little too much for me, you know. That little nod to, to Hitchcock with the shadow on the wall, which was is really cool. Yeah, just certain things, you know. Just uh, I could go on and on.
1: No, I, I think the performances are are all great in this one, and I've mentioned that I thought he he kind of overacts in part three, and and we'll get we'll get there. But I thought he was perfect in this, and I do like the slow dissension back into him questioning whether he's becoming confused again and i thought it it really plays out for a movie i believe this one clocks in at close to two hours i think it's an hour and 50 minutes yeah it's pretty long it it doesn't ever feel long no but but there there's a lot to it you're talking about nods to the original the swamp action again like they they go to the swamp and Those are the things that that make this shine. Because you're right. They could have taken the the quick, jack, easy way and just made it a straight-out slasher film. And there's a lot of thought put into this behind it. I think that comes from Tom Holland writing it. Uh, Yeah. Again, another thing we may have mentioned before, but isn't it kind of funny how the first one, there wasn't enough of faith in it that at one point Hitchcock thought it was going to be part of his Albert Hitchcock Presents or was going to be made for TV. And then he said, no, we're going to do it with a TV crew, with a lower budget, but he made it a feature film. And here we are with part two. They weren't sure if Anthony Perkins was going to come back and they were going to make it as a made-for-TV movie because there wasn't that much faith in a sequel. And yet then Anthony Perkins came back and they made it into a great theatrical film.
0: I think I saw two before one. To be honest with you. And you know what? As far as this movie's effect on society, a lot of people still to this day don't even know this movie exists. They think of Psycho. They did not even know that there's sequels. To this day, really? no one knows about them. Oh, dude. Yeah, That's a shame
2: because they're really yeah. solid. They're I don't really... mean
0: hardcore horror fans like us. But...
2: Yeah, that's true. We're, we're surrounded by people that know so much about horror. But I think a lot of the mainstream don't don't recognize that Psycho, Psycho no. has sequels. Psycho My has... aunt...
0: Sickle, sickle. My aunt is watching Bates Motel right now. Um, my aunt is like 66 years old and she's watching Bates Motel and she's in love with it. And I was talking earlier the other day about it. Of course, she knows that I like it, you know, so she's flying through them. And the other day she says, um, she said, I love Norman Bates. She sent me a text. And I said, <laughs> I do too. I said, I'm watching them right now. She Did you watch Incredibles? I said, No, I'm watching Psycho Three. She said, Just a three? I go, Yeah, there's a three, there's a two. Right, so she goes, I had no idea. I said, Yeah. I go, Listen, you got to see these movies anyway. So I talked to her. She and this woman, you know, she she knows shit. She she knows, you know, she had no idea it existed. Freaking Crazy. my my wife's uncle around the same age. He's here visiting us, so he sees what I'm watching at night. So in the in the evening when he goes to bed. I put on the TV. I start watching the Psycho Boys. He comes downstairs to walk his dog before bedtime. And each of the three nights this week, he's like, what are you watching? Psycho 2, Psycho 3, Psycho 4. He's like, how many of these are there? I didn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So
2: You should have told your aunt there was no Psycho 2 after you told her you were watching Psycho 3. Yeah. <laughs> that would have freaked her out.
0: Yeah, it would have been like the other movie we're going to talk about later. Part 3 in 2D. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's your brother's
1: wondering why Vince Vaughn isn't in any, any of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if anybody knows it was remade. <laughs> Probably uh, not. Well,
2: yeah, I'm sure they do. Did you, did you guys notice in the movie that at one point Norman refers to his mother as Mrs. Bates? What part? I forgot where it was. It was towards the end. I think it was with uh, with Dr. Richmond or something
0: i think he does i think you're right and i I wish i was i I found it it
2: comical some of some of norman's delivery is funny
0: always has been it was funny in the first
2: film so i found it more so in this one though you know even the the i don't kill people anymore remember but the funniest (laughs) is when he's standing over mary with a knife that's when he's like uh i'm becoming confused again aren't i and she's like no you're not he's like don't lie to me not you and he's got the knife. He's like, yep, you're confused. <laughs> Instantly.
0: and that, I'll tell that... you what. She wasn't afraid of him until the that, – that's why I'll give her credit. She's going to sleep in a room next to this guy with a knife in his hand and be comfortable doing it. And she's she's telling him not to be scared because he's locking the door because he, he's afraid of what's in the other side of the door. She should be the one that's scared. And she has – she does not believe for one second this man is capable of murder. And – when this movie starts, and knowing that you know she's the daughter of Leo Loomis and all that, think about how far she came in in that short of time, just just by hanging out with them. I think it's really cool.
2: Yeah, they developed such a strong relationship. In fact, that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie when uh, when they're embracing in the bed and he's he's crying and he's talking about the uh, cheese sandwiches.
0: Oh yeah, I cool.
2: I love that scene. That's a that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. That's where I, I, that's where their relationship felt completely genuine, and you know the scene with the knife is shortly after that. I understood it. She she felt guilty because she felt like she was responsible for for what's happening to him, for him becoming unraveled. She never felt threatened by him, just worried for his own safety.
0: Well, she should feel guilty because that's when it happened. It was yeah. when he got locked in the basement and freaking when you or locked pardon me, locked in the bedroom and and, he, and and that shit happened with, uh, you know, the room was like this before, and then the cops come to the house asking about the boy and everything else. All that happened, and then that's when he had that breakdown. He said, it's starting again. It yeah. was right then, and then he changes. Then he gets the phone calls, and then all of a sudden it's mother, and it's, always oh, my real mother, and all this other shit. And then the doctor comes, and they, they dig up Mrs. Bates in, in the, you know, they dig her up, which I don't think that w- would happen that that, m- that many years later. It's but a still. cool
2: scene. It's a cool oh, scene, though, to yeah. see it. I mean, that's a great-looking skeleton but I love the fact that he's so nonchalant about learning that he has a new mother. I didn't want to seem dumb before, (laughs) but are you guys sure Mrs. Spool killed that kid
1: in the basement and it's not Vera Miles? Because why the fuck would she have a knife and the wig and why would that picture look the way it does that you showed us if it's supposed to be Mrs. Spool? And why does she get so mad at Meg Tilly, or Mary, later when she's like why did you say that you're with norman all afternoon why did you like cover from she gets fur- so furious which is why i asked the question that and why i, th- I said that about the detractors but then you guys kind of made me feel like okay i know mrs spool mentioned she's crazy and and may have something to do with it but i always thought that vera miles or lila
2: lila yeah. Lemos,
1: was responsible for that one murder
2: now even when uh, Mary brings up these certain debts and like and and asks her mother about where she was like she she doesn't even she's not even aware of these things and and Mary's talking about how there's someone in the house she's becoming paranoid herself even though it turns out that she's not but I was totally convinced that it was Mrs. Spool.
0: I was too but I am so glad you brought that up because that's my note and that's what I thought about as I'm watching it. Why would it be necessary for 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 her mother to carry a knife? Water well, doesn't carry a knife. Well, yeah, she has the wig, the wig, <laughs> right.
1: and a knife under that brick.
0: Yes, and I'm I like, know. there's
1: no point. Like, so to dress up in the wig in the window is one thing, but to have right. a butcher knife, right? Is, is it to throw the viewer? Is it to throw yes. them off again? Yes. I, I know that's why I always said, well, that's kind of weird that they went to such extreme, and maybe she's protecting her daughter, not telling her to what extreme she's capable of going to try to get uh, Bates back in the loony bin. So well, I think that's a
2: good that's a good red herring then, but uh, I think uh, it's got to be Mrs. Spool, and it, it totally makes sense why she would dress up. She's beca- she knows the story, and she's she's unhinged herself, obviously.
1: Well, it, it is got to be Mrs. Spool because then then she does get a butcher knife right through the fa- head, right in the mouth. Oh, mild-sized. what
2: great what great ki- what a great kill! All the kills are good. Every oh yeah, Doctor. Richmond's is is freaking brutal when he falls. Oh, oh my god.
0: Even the kills that don't happen are great. With Norman, the, the most cringe-worthy scene in this film is when the Norman has the knife in his hands and she pulls it back.
2: Oh, oh man, yeah. the, sa- the sound effects with that is really cool. I like the sound effects. I don't no, know. My wife. No,
1: you know what? That was one thing I noted. One thing I I don't like about this is that noise they make with the stab noises. That. Yeah, I would have been happier with a Bernard Herman riff. I know that you know what you got to give them credit they they avoided the ring ring except yeah. for the opening shower yeah. but I would have been happier with that being a psycho sequel if any movie's going to be able to use it it might as well be part of the
2: franchise and I wasn't very fond of that noise that they used I just it made me cringe with that noise I didn't mind it but if you're if Bernard Herrmann had put in a, a riff I wouldn't have complained either
1: or, or, or they just did a
2: a variation, like
1: Jerry, did yeah. a variation of it. it would have been fine, but yeah, that was that's always been my thing. I like I said. So did Vera Miles kill the boy, only to get killed later? Because she said, "Did you clean the basement?" She asked Mary if she cleaned the basement, doesn't she? Right. So how would you know the basement was covered with blood? Nor- no, 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 no. Am I? Getting, I, I I'm getting confused I'm- again.
0: So much. <laughs> Just like <normal. laughs> now, <I'm> totally confused. <laughs> Someone cleaned the basement. And it, this is what it was. Mary told the cops she cleaned the basement. Norman exactly. asked Mary, Mary, did you clean the basement? And she said no. But but we as the viewer, when we get our reveal, we we have to believe Spool that cleaned it. Yeah, Mrs. Spool cleaned the basement after she did the murder. Well, right. Mary Mary,
2: Mary just said she did because she wanted to protect Norman because she knew if, if she said no, then Norman's yeah. getting arrested. Because remember, oh, we, she comes okay.
0: there, she, she tells them, she tells Norman before they even get to the door, she goes, Norman, don't tell them about the bedroom. Isn't that what she said? She's like, the cops come, she says, don't tell them about, yeah, don't tell them about the bedroom, how it was changed yeah. and went back and all that. So right away, she was already defending him.
1: I, and that's fine. And, I, and I've watched the movie enough to, to, to realize that, but I've always thought that that one segment was Vera, but I was okay with it because I said, you know what, she, 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 like, it's for the greater good, even though she is just murdering a kid.
0: <laughs>
1: but the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> the greater good. Sorry, hot buzz. However, I mean, I, I'm totally fine with it being Mrs. Spool. However, how can a little teenage kid not, like, push over an older lady?
0: Okay, you're going to talk to me about this? We're Friday the 13th fan. I know. I I know.
1: know. Oh, I, <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> okay. And that brings me to my next point we
1: have Friday the 13th that Victor Miller said, I didn't know I was doing a riff on the, on the, on the Psycho thing and just kind of reverse Psycho. Whatever. Whether he knew it or not, it, it's, it's there. And obviously he realizes that after the fact that that's what he did. Now it's kind of funny that Psycho 2 seems to borrow from Friday the 13th. Yeah.
0: Much like Halloween did with Halloween 2. Same yeah. thing. One borrows from the other and they take back. What's hot? Let's do what we're going to do. But when Psycho 2 does it,
1: they do it. Well, it's classic. So. It's classic. I mean, it, right. it's a classy so movie, and, and so there's the difference. Like you're talking about Friday the Thirteenth being quote unquote lowbrow, and and Psycho Two being more highbrow. I can I can accept that. I can understand that. But it doesn't take away from the fact that yeah, it looks like you know a page was torn from Friday the Thirteenth lore, so to yeah. speak. we're uh, getting
2: let's... much more we're getting much more psychological and in depth in this. So obviously, this one seems much more highbrow and. And is, but.
0: But you have to have that. That, that. I mean, that that's good. That speaks to the time. You want to see that shit. A couple of kids getting high and screwing around. And I like that that's in there. Oh, I'm know?
1: not talking about that element from Friday the 13th. I'm talking about the mother-son thing. The, the mother-son. I got major vibes of, that's my boy. Good, Jason. That's what I'm talking about. Like the mother doing the killing to protect her boy.
2: You know what's great, okay, though? Okay, okay. As, as much as, as, nice. as I see that as well, Norman shuts that shit down right away.
0: <laughs> Indeed. In one of my
2: favorite In- kills
1: oh, ever. My dad yeah. has never been one for gore. He always liked it to be uh, presented, like, psychologically. And he rewound that. He, Him and I both rewound that scene five times because of how well constructed that shovel-to-the-head sequence is. And
0: it's
2: so shocking the first
1: it's time awesome. you ever see it. Yes, it is.
0: And the way it looks, how we get the, get the shot from above yeah, when he's walking. Yeah. Oh, man. Everything about it is great. And did you notice that he was waiting for her, but what was he making? A toasted cheese, cheese sandwich.
2: Yeah, <gasps> cheese. yeah. I didn't notice that. Wow, that's yep. awesome.
0: That's he was cool. making toasted cheese sandwiches because he knew mother was coming. Uh, did he, he offer her to
2: share his sandwich?
0: Yes, he did. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. And he was waiting, and he knew that mother was coming. He knew there was another person that called. He knew that person was going to come, and he said to himself, because by that time he snapped, I'm going to keep mother again, because this is my real mother. So, boom, I'm going to win after all this.
2: I have a question. Did he poison her, too, or did she just, like, cough on the tea? See? He... I think he poisoned her. He reached for Me it. Me, too. I think that's what he was
1: doing, but I guess he just – well, I didn't know why, why the shovel, but the shovel's just such a great – The
2: shovel's great. It's like poison shovel. It's yeah. like – uh. It's an added, added bonus.
0: Yeah, I've always wondered why poison if you're going to shovel, but it's still cool, you know? <laughs> well, they that, you be they a bumper,
2: that should be a bumper sticker. Why poison when you can shovel? Yeah.
0: we <laughs> will <laughs> be rich. Nice. Put our logo I, at the
2: bottom. <laughs> how how right, about Mary? We yeah,
0: should start doing One this. last thing That's... I
2: got to bring up, and I don't know. What, it doesn't bother me. I actually find it kind of comical, but Mary's pirouette that she does as she gets shot by the cops. Yeah. <laughs> She I, raises a knife, she gets yeah. shot, and she does like a like a 720 turn and falls into the other room. It's a dramatic death. My it's a very is, dramatic my death.
1: My thing is the, sh- the picture that you posted on our Facebook group page, Dave, the iconic shot that we always attribute to Psycho 1, but it's actually more from Psycho 2. Well, it is in Psycho 1, but th- that scene where he's looking up at the window and Mother being in the window at the end. I will say this, and my wife thought it looked weird too. They keyed him in too large, so he looks like a giant in that scene. They <laughs> should have made him a little smaller. the uh, The scale seems a little off. As much as I love the shot, I noticed it, and my wife, who hadn't
0: seen the sequel before, said he looks really weird there. No shit, that never yeah. occurred to me. I, I, I always <laughs> love it so much that. Uh...
2: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it as well, but it makes oh. sense. You would see it since you really, you know, the technical guy.
0: Well, it's just yeah.
1: it's
2: weird that they because
1: like I've seen the house or what they've used for it. And you kind of wondering why they needed to still key that. I guess they wanted to make him look larger than life almost because there'd be no re- other reason indeed. <laughs> there'd be no <laughs> other reason to key him in. So it could have
2: been intentional.
1: It could have been intentional.
0: that's fine. It should be because it's a fucking. that's what's amazing about this film that you spend the majority of this movie w- feeling bad for him and wanting him to be normal, and wanting him to be innocent, and not for anything bad to happen to him. You're completely on Norman's side in this film. Everything he's been through, and even everything that that transpired in the first film, you give him a pass because uh, of everything that happened with his mother, and, you know, it was a mental disorder, now he's better. You're pulling for Norman the whole movie not to snap. And then, what's beautiful about this film, is that when he finally does snap... And when you see him and after he kills Mrs. Spool and he walks out there and mother's back in the thing and they have that whole thing, you know, well, what are you gogging at? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, go out and run the motel. What Beautiful. do you expect us to live on, Hope? You know, That oh, whole...
2: <laughs> I lost <laughs> your favorite, your favorite line. <laughs> I lost it. it. It's brilliant.
0: Yeah. Isn't it? it? Is. And then he goes outside and the music plays, and it's a fist-pump moment. It's like, motherfucker, Norman's back. All this movie... It's Breakfast Club. (laughs) And and Mother Stuffer, too. Mother Stuffer. Oh, it's like a John Bender moment, yeah. (laughs) No, but think about that. All movie, you're wishing he's okay, and you don't want anything bad to happen to him. But then when he finally does snap... You're so happy that he's back to being a killer again. You forget all of the thing that happened in the whole hour and forty-eight minutes before. You're just happy to see Norman boom in front of the house. I'm motherfucking badass Norman Bates, bitch. You know? Um, I, I'm Norman Bates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what he yeah. should have screamed up into like a
1: Malachi moment. <laughs> I'm Norman Bates. This <laughs> guy.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's why I love that scene so much because no. it's the return of Norman. It's it's so badass. I love it. It's I, I'm so happy they put it on the poster. Should oh. have a
1: bolt of lightning hit him right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This isn't Jason Lives.
0: <laughs> i <laughs> when Norman I'm comes it.
2: back <laughs> in part five. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, son of Norman Bates. Yeah. Okay, let me throw something at you guys. Nobody brought it up. Throw it out. Mary. Mary's setting this whole thing up on the phone. Think about that. Were they that smart? Like when when Norman first walks into the the back of that diner the very first time, Mary is already having an argument on her phone with her boyfriend. So did she really stage that to happen right when he came in because he was being introduced? And it happened the second time when Norman leaves the diner, his first line of employment. As soon as he's walking out, she's on the phone arguing with with her boyfriend, and she hangs up mad, and he approaches her and offers her a place to stay. Is that happenstance, or is this woman—are they that damn good that they— They programmed it or they prepared this step. Not only are they that damn
2: good, but she even goes so far as to leave to go stay with an imaginary girlfriend and then comes back and tells Norman that the girl that she can't stay with her because she's always having sex with her boyfriend.
1: Well, I think I think so. It's (laughs) all I think it's all
2: made up. I think some of it's made up and some of it might be legit.
1: I think there's strip script. I can't speak to it. Script conveniences. So I think obviously she doesn't know when Norman the fuck is coming into that the diner is, well,
0: there, like, a Scott? No, she is there a
1: Scott know. she doesn't know.
2: know he's coming in that that the doctor dropped him off he like the that, doctor said you have to be at work by noon so I'm sure Mary would know all the new guys starting at noon
0: oh yeah they okay. know that, that I can buy.
1: Sure. I still think that's a script convenience of her arguing then and there and she could easily have a boyfriend or she could be talking to her mother who knows the the one outside was definitely I would say was fixed uh, and, and, and forced so that Norman would see it and they could stage the whole meet and greet and have him invite her back and, and whatnot. And I don't think so there was there a, friend... a spot.
0: That's what I want no, to know. Is probably. there a boyfriend at all, or is it just her working for her mother and the whole thing is a ruse and she just happens to know when to go on the phone and, and she happens to be able to pinpoint uh, what Norman's going to do? Yeah, no boyfriend. Yeah,
2: I go elaborate
0: plot, no boyfriend. I do too. But that's one thing that's always bothered me. I'm like, not bothered me. It's just always crossed my mind when I watch it. I'm like, gee, it's awful convenient that this happened here and that this happened here. You know what yeah. I mean? And that, that is why I did not, and I'm not going to get to it just yet, but that is why I did not give this movie a 10 out of 10 when I did it. Because if you guys remember, when we did the slasher show, uh, I'll tell you what, where the, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is, it, it's in my top 10. It was in my top 10. You know what? Let me let me look up my exact.
2: Uh, I, I think Psycho Two made all of our top tens. No
1: spoiler alert! It's in our Hall of Fame unless someone's changed the rating tonight,
2: which right. you think we have. Yeah,
0: right, right. Which you th- think we do have? Now but that let we've me talked about it, opinion. though,
1: I don't
2: think that anymore.
0: <laughs> it was <laughs> my number eight. It was my number eight slasher. Although, I want to
2: say it was my number nine. I don't have my list, but I really want to say it was my number nine.
0: And I gave it a nine point five, and. I don't change. I, I still give it a 9.5 and I said on the show, it's not psycho. It's not part one, but it's not that far from it. I, I can't give it a 10 for those slight plot inconveniences that we've said, but it's still a 9.5 for me and I still love it. And it's all there is to it.
1: It ranked number 17 on my 50 best slashers and I gave it a nine out of 10 and I still give it a nine out of 10 I, and I have no problem going higher. I but you know what? I wrote nine out of 10 down for tonight. I'm sticking to it.
2: And this is why I made our Hall of Fame, because I'm pretty sure I gave it a 9.5, and, and I'm still at a 9.5. Those minor quibbles just keep me also, Dave, from giving it a 10. Stunning film.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and they are minor. But what a, what a great film. And there's a couple small things that I, I picked up this time, that with flash, not flashbacks, with tributes to part one. You realize when, when Lila Lumens get, gets killed, it's, uh, it's almost the same shot uh, as when um, the, the shower scene with her sister. But, when the knife uh, comes down? Her mouth opens up. The yeah. Whole, there's like certain, yeah, there's similarities there. Another similarity is at the end when in part one, remember, of course, you know, Norman's in the thing. He gets the blanket. And he said in this one, he has his coat draped over him when they're explaining things to him. He's not wearing his coat. The shoulders are draped over. So it's another similar type shot and another explanation at the end, like we got in cycle one. So there are subtle nods to people that are looking for them. They're not as in your face. And, and-
2: Judge Smales shows up in this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. This time he comes in, Spaulding. Yeah. Oh, Spaulding, bitch. <laughs> and then he tells Norman,
2: top notch, top notch. notch Norman, top notch kill. <laughs> right after he shovels this Mrs. He comes in top notch.
0: <laughs> oh God. Now here's one one last question we can move on. You guys notice when Norman comes back from the police station when all is wrapped up and he's innocent and whatever, he walks in his house and, he's, and there's a shine by the piano for no reason. It is like a, a shimmer yeah. shine and, it, and then it goes down. Yeah. What the hell is that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out the significance of that other than that just bring some peace i
2: didn't it. notice it i didn't notice it but yeah. that's that's also one of you know we talked about earlier one of the more beautiful scenes where he's playing the piano and he plays it so well so maybe i agree with that christian maybe it's just to shine a light on his like literally. His sanctuary <laughs> literally shine yeah. a light on his happy place i like that. that
1: that's the only thing i could think of because there was no connection to part one with the piano
0: yeah i, I never thought about it till this time but i thought i I had, I had to bring it up i think they could have done without it but whatever i'm, I'm not complaining it just I noticed it, and I thought I'd throw the question out there. So, whatever. the Yeah, <laughs> yeah knock down a whole point. No, no. Great movie. Everything stays the same. It's still in our Hall of Fame. Awesome. So, let's move on. we got to do a triple R. Let's do the one
1: uh, that I uh,
0: I got for us.
1: Okay, let's get this over okay. with. Okay, I'm good. Let's get this over with. I have a feeling I'm going to be talking about this a lot more than you two. Especially <laughs> what we're talking about. I've got some information here. Okay, so I'll tell you how we came across this triple r it hasn't been released yet it's looking for distribution it's called camp death three in 2d (laughs) and of course there's no camp death one and two this was given to me by uh director matt frame and he reached out to me through tgif 13 and said hey christian big fan of the podcast kept me company through many an hour doing the effects on my film speaking of which I have a film right here that might be up your alley. The title is Can't Death 3 in 2D. It's a horror comedy spoof of Friday the 13th, Part 3 in 3D. It sounds awful and almost certainly should be. Miraculously, it's not. It took me four years to complete She's My Fourth Feature. I'm reaching out to horror fans, specifically Friday the 13th, to put a simple question to them. Is this a film you'd watch and rewatch in your underwear on a Saturday night?
2: <laughs> Christian, I have a question. Right, yeah. Just before we start, he said he... Listen to your podcast for hours while he did the effects for yeah. this movie. Yeah, it took it took him hours. <laughs> oh,
1: here we go. Okay, oh. I know based on your reactions and text, this was not up your alley. I told you, look no, at the trailer. No. Look at the trailer and see what you think. I'm got to tell you. Usually, I'm not into these movies either. But here's the thing: this movie was made for thirty five thousand dollars Canadian.
2: That's like 1.4 million in the US.
1: 35, no, that's actually like 25,000 uh, American. Now, this yeah. is what this movie is. I got to put it out there for the listeners. You guys know because you saw it, but I got to put it out there. This is what if Airplane Met Caddyshack Met Friday the 13th movie. And that's what they're going with that 79, 80, 81 kind of spoof movie, which there were a dime a dozen back then. And then, of course, we had Student Bodies, Wacko and Club Dread, and I know there's a scary movie in all those ones, but I'll just focus on those ones. When we did the Slasher show, Dave, you talked a lot about uh, student bodies. I like this movie more than Student Bodies. I like this movie more than Wacko. I laughed way more than I ever thought I would in this movie.
2: I did too. I'm not going to lie to you. I, la- I laughed. the whole movie. <laughs> and
1: that's what it's all about. It's this yeah. movie great. It's hard to say because what it sets out to do and what it is It does very well, but it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea because it's that shit and fart jokes, overacting from every character, people just yelling for no reason, and a lot (laughs) of just tomfoolery, left, right, and center. So it's not going to be for everyone. I'll tell you that right now. But I had way more fun with this than I ever thought I would. That's my major introduction. I'll actually go into points, but I've I've hogged this now, so I want to hear what you guys think. I want to hear B.
0: Because yeah, you know, you know mean,
2: what? I I I gotta be honest. I found myself laughing a lot more than I th- thought I would. It's very crude humor, and it's clearly a spoof on on Friday Three. And it's I, I don't want to say it's uh, it's great because it's it's not great. But it it was fun for a one time view. I don't see myself viewing this a second time.
1: And Matt wants absolutely honest reviews. He says, "Give it to me straight, fellas." That's what he wanted. So we always do. Yeah. And yeah, that, and you know it. what?
2: I could point out the things for me that didn't work. The things for me that didn't work, I would have loved to have seen. I know 35000 is is not a big budget. I was totally joking about that comment before. So the one thing that – the major thing that didn't work in a film like this was the, the gore. And I get it. It's a comedy, but I would have liked the more practical effects. I know that probably cost more money in terms of time and stuff. And also I didn't love the musical numbers.
1: Oh no there's one that was good and then there's one that wasn't so good. The the and, one that was good was uh You're doomed. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. oh really. No, that one I thought went too long. I actually oh, liked yeah. the guy
2: that was, that was the one I liked more than the I liked others. the black
1: guy in the woods. That was my favorite. Me too. Number. That was actually funny and cuz I cuz it was actually well done. Uh, the 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 reality is there was gore in this. That's the thing about student bodies. Yeah, there was a little wacko. Yeah. There's no gore in those movies, and that's what pisses me off. This one at least had gore. Yeah, of course they put in CG as well.
2: Yeah, it was just over the spice top. It up. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That whole beginning, I laughed, and I, I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm going to spoil just a little bit. I'm not going to. I laughed when I put. I wrote down all of the laughs in the movie for me. When they said the puppet got arrested, and then the puppet escaped. <laughs> And the whistleblower, I fucking was losing my mind. I, I thought it was hilarious. I feel like Neil from NFW is good at would love this movie. But I, I you know, there are going to be a lot of other people going, Christian, what the hell are you smoking? I didn't smoke anything to watch this movie. I watched it totally sober and I, I had fun with it. The thing about this type of movie is there's so many throws, so many uh, attempts at comedy, there are a ton of misses. But there are way more hits than I ever thought there would be.
2: Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of dialogue being thrown around. I, I was laughing my ass off at, at the character of Mel every time he opened his mouth and said something. Particularly yeah. when he when he's yelling at at Todd. It's just everything he says is fuck great. your world.
0: Fuck your <laughs> world. <Yeah. laughs> I like him. I'll tell you what. Here's my big thing. Now, everyone knows I'm not into the goofy comedy. So take <laughs> this with a grain of salt. Okay? Yeah. I'll tell you this. The first act, I was on board. There was a few things that I wasn't crazy about that I thought it was a little too goofy. But I was on board in the first act. Uh, the way it was set up at the beginning in the newspaper and, and the puppet thing, I, I accepted all that. I was <laughs> fine in the setup for, for the camp. And it, the first time you have a your doomed character... And, you know, all that stuff and the kid in the wheelchair still being hurt in the background, even when the kids pull up after he gets knocked on earlier, (laughs) little things like that were good. I was fine. Then it just it seems to me personally that the novelty just it kind of got old after a a certain amount of time. After about an hour, I did kind of had my fill. And because of that, the last act, I really I wasn't into it. By the time the last ad came, I I had had my fill. I just wanted it to be over. And that's not to say that I think it was a bad film, because I know this film has its audience. And I have to respect it being a Friday the 13th fanboy, especially in the beginning and what they were going for. And little, you know, Alice and and talking about and because there's talk of their sleepaway stuff, too. There's all kinds of slasher little (laughs) nods in there. You got Angelo. You got Crapsy. You got freaking – you got little things. (laughs) Yeah, The shit with the squirrel and all that stuff, not up my alley. Like, like, I'll tell you what. We talked about it earlier. Caddyshack. Caddyshack is like a top five comedy for me, maybe even number one. My least favorite part of all of Caddyshack, believe it or not, is the Bill (laughs) – I still enjoy it, is the Bill Murray and the Gopher thing. It just – it always brought it down a little bit to me. Don't get me wrong. It's still a 10 out of 10, just like Creepshow to me is still a 10 out of 10, but I'm not 100% crazy about Jordy Verrill. You know what I'm saying? So I accept it for what it is, but if it, if, if it's a movie I love and I get tired of that, that chasing stuff real quick, a, a, a movie that I'm just learning, I'm not going to be into it as much. But I do like that character. It just went too far sometimes for me. That's all. Like-
1: I, and it's not going to just, just be you. And that, and that's okay. This is one of those whacked out comments. I agree. It's too long for its own good. They should have trimmed yeah. 10 minutes out of it because there are so many sketches that are just there for, for no reason. Which is, yeah, it, you're
0: doomed. It, that took yeah. it down. When that year doomed came around, that was when I checked out for good. A- after that whole dance thing, it went on for like five minutes. It, it didn't, didn't explain why. I'm not saying I need an explanation in a movie like this. It was just like... I don't know, just like a like a sketch show was doing different things, and let's just. See, and I, I enjoyed Th- that that yeah.
2: segment better than the the other guy singing in the woods. <laughs> that's funny oh. that you say that. No, wow. but I, I, and I like
1: that some word. of the stuff was good. It was that's what I'm saying? It Was right out of an '80s movie where you're like, why the hell was that there? But when they're clean, when the the wheelchair guy's cleaning the pool, and he's just going, literally going yeah. back and forth with the broom like a. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious because it was like right out of like um you gotta put one foot in front of the other uh, well, like revenge of the nerd just right out of yeah, like one of those movies. Uh That's a callback to last episode too, by the way. Yep. And I'm not going to lie. I've, I've said this thing before and I, I gotta be true to myself. I thought the sound mix seemed a little off. I don't know if it was just our our screener or what, but when I was watching it, it sounded like the dialogue was almost too loud. And then sometimes the music drowned it out a little bit. And then there was a couple of pops here and there. They, they love their loon sound effects. But I was okay with all that. All that seemed to be okay after the first kind of setup. And I don't know if that was just the screener or not. Uh, And again, I say it a lot of spitting, puking, farting, jokes, and some random shots that just cut to like signage to, I guess, transition scenes. So I I didn't think that was needed. But the deaths are wacky and they're gory, which I was shocked about. Because I said, if this doesn't have gore,
0: I'll be let down. Right. And I said that too when I watch. I hope the kills are going to be good. And, and they were. And then towards the end it got into something. I didn't understand what was going on towards the end because all of a sudden they showed the flashback of the killer's mother. But the killer's mother was a man. So I didn't get that. I didn't <laughs> understand what was going on. And, then it was, and they had a weird voice. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? That's I don't the get wackiness that. And then the it. of the whole thing. And then at the end, there's like a floating head, and it just, it just went into this territory that, that is I was an
2: ex-floating head. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm it was too much you. for me by that time. And and, and when they start making out, the two with the fisheye lens, and they're yeah. drooling all over each other, it's just. It was very. It was like trauma esque. It, it got to be yes, too much for my. Yes, perfect
2: example. Perfect. It was perfect. Perfect uh, reference. It was Definitely too much for my
0: taste. It was too much for my taste. I, I, I like where they were on board at the first act. If they could have stayed that way and not pushed it too far, and maybe had it, I appreciate the spoof and I appreciate what they're spoofing, of course, and that was good. I wish they just would have kept it in check. And gone at 60% instead of the 110 the rest of the film and just cut down the goofiness a little and made it more comedy-like Return of the Living Dead, Dead Shack type of stuff, which is where, where it fits in. Maybe yeah. you guys are going to disagree. No, it just I totally agree with me. that. Did, Although, you,
2: did you like this, the uh, Star Wars sequence? Yeah, I loved that
1: was, it
0: that was clever. That
1: was fucking yeah.
2: amazing, guys.
1: That yeah. sequence, there is, there is great stuff here. The movie, 10 minutes out, just take trim ten minutes, Matt. I know it's your baby, but if there's some way you could pull back ten minutes, I think you might. I think you'd have a winner based on what this is. That Star Wars scene defies the budget unto itself, in my opinion. I'm not trying That's to right. blow Matt. I agree. No, I agree that that sequence was. I I couldn't believe it. And I'm telling you, way more laughs. I tell you, I go. There's not a laugh in the movie. I would tell you this. I laugh more in that opening scene in that camp retelling sequence. That was like a uh, a nod to Friday Thirteenth Part Two. That there's more jokes oh, in that sequence that alone great. than yeah. some comedies, and I, I and I'm trying to be as realistic as possible here, and that Star Wars scene, Brandon, that you said, yeah, coming in my pants, it was a little, it was great, <laughs> it was great, and, and the jokes landed there, but I I am a realist as well, and
0: yes, the trauma stuff and some of the other things just went a little too far, I agree. I agree. And it's not my cup of tea at all. So you can, and I'm not coming down hard. But people that are listeners of the show know me. So uh, you know, if the guy's listening, what's his name? Matt. Yeah. Okay. That's just my personal taste. I know that there's an audience for this, it. just like there's an audience for a freaking poultrygeist. And that's not me. So I'm not shitting on anything. I'm, I'm, of course, giving my honest opinion. It's just a little too trauma-esque for me, a little too overboard with certain things. I wish it was pulled back. If it was my film, it would have been comedy. This would have been pulled back. A bit. I probably would have shaved about 15 minutes. But that's me. But overall, I would still recommend it to people that are listening to this show that know everything we've said so far. And they know what they're getting into. If you think you're going to like it, if you're into that type of a uh, film, then there's no reason you wouldn't like this because it's well made. And I'll say this: the sound design and the use of music is very good. Yeah, it is. I love the I love the music in this movie all all throughout.
1: I got I'm, I'm trying not to spoil shit, but I also talk a little bit about other things. The cop, the cop character that gets a little introduced a little bit later on, thought he was hilarious. The guy that says, "I look good. <laughs> I look good in beige." He says, uh, "Oh, dead Barry. Fifty-fifty chance he's going to make it." And it cuts oh, yeah. back to Dead Barry, and there's like an eagle on his head. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: funny. I'm a straight like shooter, bur- like and I'm going to shoot it straight in your face. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I and like it, Verda eating the Charleston Chew. I thought that scene was. Oh, hilarious. see,
0: that was my issue. That's another thing I don't like when when the thing at the end when, when it's all over the place and on the I, I, I don't place, know why I, I, even was watch la- it. I had to turn I away. I was laughing
2: my ass off at how ridiculous it went. It just it went on for way too long, but I was laughing so hard. I thought she was hilarious. The movie so made she- me laugh more than a lot of comedies, guys. This is not
1: my cup of tea either. To that to that extreme, Dave. To that. To the extreme. I do like trauma, but again, I'm not a huge trauma fan. I like certain trauma movies, and when it went to the the almost the two girls one cup sequence there for a second, almost with that with the fisheye lens uh, look, I was like, I, I kind of was like, okay, enough's enough. And like I said, it's too long for its own good. Enough great characters: the Irish guy, the cop, the. Uh, the one killed. Well, the potato
0: guy? Please don't. Yeah, that, no, please do I wish they could have taken the potato guy completely out of the <laughs> yeah. film. I wish they would have taken both fisheye scenes completely out of the film. And they probably would have boosted the film a point for me. Well, Definitely take
2: the potato guy out. I, I just, I didn't, it didn't make me laugh.
0: No, it was too much. It was too much. For
2: me. I, I did
1: laugh at one of the, one of the scenes with the potato. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and there, I'll just say one other thing. Again, I'm going to keep this very cryptic and vague. That one death. Please don't. No, don't. Allow me. <laughs> and again, I, I there's no context to it, but it's essentially that the killer's not doing the killing properly. Oh, yeah, I That's didn't it.
0: get that. Is that what was going on? Here? Yeah. So forget it. I won't, I won't spoil it. That's it. So I All thought right.
1: that was kind of uh, ingenious as well. And you know what? I, I hope you find uh, some distribution for this. Uh, and
2: I'm, I'm giving it a half-head explosion.
0: I'm giving it a mild rumble, and there is an audience for it. So I hope it does find distribution, and, and there you have it.
2: Yeah, there's definitely an audience for this, but I'm also at a mild rumble. All well, right. you guys are higher than I thought. I thought actually you thought you are
1: going to just say it was like a total fail or, or whatnot. No. I, I said, you know what you're getting yourself into here, and and there is some great comedy su- that it hits.
2: I'm surprised Dave came in at a mild rumble, because I'll tell you what, it's not my cup of tea either, but I, I couldn't knock it down below an average film because like you said Christian I I was laughing way more than I normally do with comedies like it was so stupid but I was laughing yeah him to him in the wheelchair trying to roll up the stairs I like every little stupid (laughs) thing like I'm just laughing my ass I was like this is so ridiculous it's so funny yeah but I definitely felt it would work better if it was a little shorter
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, I think we're all in agreement there.
2: Uh, and again, Matt, I know it's hard. I couldn't even tell you what to cut out. It's your baby, but that's the thing. It's, and you... it's even harder because comedy is so subjective, even more so than, than anything else.
1: Yeah. And what we might think need needs to come out might be his favorite scene or someone yeah. else
2: absolutely loves it. So I knows? say cut potato guy, but somebody might love potato guy.
0: <laughs> well, potato yeah, guy okay. has a couple good bits. You know what? I'm surprised. Brandon – You know what this reminds me of a little bit, the movie that we shit on last year, but the the comedy in in this one worked better and other stuff because it's Friday the 13th related. It's more relatable, but it was kind of like Greasy Strangler type shit. And I can't understand why people loved that movie as much as they did again. That's not my type of humor, but other people like it. So it's like a Greasy Strangler type film.
2: You know what? I felt like this one, the gross out scenes were a little bit more pulled back than Greasy Strangler. I felt like the fisheye scenes didn't really gross me out. You could tell, like when Mel has the poop in his mouth, you could tell it's a tootsie (laughs) roll. Like it's so easy to tell. Yeah, of course. So oh, yeah. for me, I hated Greasy China. I don't like over-the-top gross-out shit, and like that got really nasty.
0: Not even just the gross-out, but the jokes. Like that one joke that everyone was like, Porto, Porto, over and over and over again. And we thought, okay, it was funny. Porto, Porto. Not, not eight times. That's Pot-a-tough. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that shit. The, the stuff that happened in this film, it was. that's what I'm saying. It reminded me of some of that type of comedy that some people might really love. Because yeah. Like some people love the Greasy Strangler, and we did not. That's yeah, all I'm saying.
2: That's why. That's why we're saying there's definitely an audience for this. I, I think I'm probably if I was to watch the Greasy Strangler again, I'd probably come down even lower on my rating.
0: I never want to see it again.
2: Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I don't want. I don't really want to watch it again either. You know.
0: And I shouldn't say I
2: wouldn't watch this again. I really shouldn't because I, 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 I'm not sure about that.
0: Tell you what, if the three of us hung out, I'd watch it with you guys. That's that's a perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect way
2: of putting it's it. It's a party this is, movie. It's not a film. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch this alone again.
0: That right, exactly.
1: Well, Matt, I wish you good luck with it. Yeah, I think absolutely. you will find an audience.
2: Best of luck. Thank yeah, you for that. the screener too.
0: Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be right back. And we're back. Psycho three. In two days. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Good one. <laughs> All right, from nineteen eighty six, Psycho three, Norman Bates falls in love with a fallen nun who stays at the Bates Motel alongside a drifter and a curious reporter. Meanwhile, Mother is still watching. This one is written by Charles Edward Pogue and directed by Anthony Perkins.
1: Oh man, well we did talk about this one. I'll 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 preface this. I know I said it a bit earlier, but we did talk about this one on the eighty six show when we were on yeah. the twenty-two shots mashup episode and I think we all came in high. It was all on our top 10 lists. It was. It's a great yep. sequel. On that show I made a lot of mention of I loved it but I wish Anthony Perkins didn't overact. Almost he was too focused on his directing that he let the Norman character over uh, be a little overacting. I did not find it. This you know way. what? On I that show?
2: yeah, on Me neither. Show? See?
0: Isn't that weird?
2: On that show I was defending it. Defending his acting, saying I didn't see it as now overacting. Now I what? was on the '86 show, and now yeah. it's not that it's overacting, but I definitely see a quality slip from part two. Hilarious! It's in, oh, that's so obvious. you went the other way. That, so
0: uh, yeah, I know,
2: no. But no, it's you, weird it's, watching them. I I've never sat down and watched them all back to back to back like this.
0: See, I have a few times, and I will tell you this. Same. It's funny that though that 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 Christian and I both 100% had the same take that he was doing it too much and it was it was overacting and everything else. And that was the, that's, that's what brought it down a bit. That was a mild complaint and you defended it. And now this time around, <laughs> yeah. you noticed it and it didn't bother us as much. No. However, one thing bothered me and I noticed every time, I, I, it's to the point now because I've seen this movie several times and I am a fan of it, but it's to the point now where I really realize what the weakness of this film is for me truly what uh, there's there's two things one the overabundance of callbacks it, it's overdone it's it, it, they play that hand a bit too strong and i wish they didn't and that's a minor complaint but the big complaint for me is i am just not into the female lead
2: ah yes that's my major complaint i do not only I don't want to say I'm not into her. She bores but me. I, I don't buy the relationship that builds between Norman and uh, what's what's her name, Maureen. Their
0: relationship yeah. bores me. I want yeah. to cut out all the romance shit between him and her. As much as I love Norman and would like to see him have a normal relationship, and I get that, I wish it was with a more interesting person. Something about that that actress, that that character, whatever it is, just. Does not appeal. I to think me.
2: it it works so well with the Mary character that here yes. it just feels it feels flat and forced. Even though he he seems to fall more in love with Maureen than he ever did with Mary.
0: If and, Meg Tilly played Mary, or a part of me, if Meg Tilly just happened to play Maureen, maybe that would change everything. I don't know. You know, it's crazy but, that you yeah. guys are saying that. I I've always found her
1: to be. I don't want to say miscast because she's not like she's a bad actress, but there no, is just, something there. Like I like. The character in the sense of the fallen nun, the whole setup for it. I love that, but yeah, there's something about her that doesn't, that's not intriguing, and it's horrible to say, but... I know, but but you're just being honest. Yeah, and I think it's, that is at the slight detriment of the movie. It should be a major detriment, but I actually still get major enjoyment from this film, and in fact, I think it went up a a notch, a slight notch from my last uh, review on the 86 show, and it, it, it's a fast-paced movie, and I do like uh, how they introduce her. And it's not just the callbacks to to Psycho, but to Hitchcock, because you get some Vertigo kind yeah. of callbacks in that in the clock in tower. the bell tower. In fact, yeah. I think it looks like when she's walking away from it. I swear it's the clock tower from Vertigo, but I could be mistaken. Uh, could most be. likely, I am. But it could it could be. But it, that's how much of a callback to Vertigo I, I thought it was. I hear you, Dave and it is maybe a little too much, but I think that was Anthony just, Anthony, Anthony, like him on a first name business. But, <laughs> hey, Tony. Yeah. Tony P. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that was T.P.'s. No, I, uh, <laughs> T-P. I think that was just his way of showing respect to the source material. And to the yeah, newspaper.
0: I know. I get that. It just seemed, it was like they were trying too hard. It was like, yeah, we get it now. Okay. This and that and this. It was too much. Even the fact she's going to have a fucking, uh, a MC on that, her freaking it, it luggage? Felt Who like does that, that in
2: 1986? It felt like that the was yeah. the only reason they really needed her character in the first place, was to see the MC to kind of set him off a little bit. Because I think the the showdown between him and uh, Duke is much more interesting.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Yes.
2: Well, I no. love I love Duke.
0: <laughs> no, but I like- those, those are necessary
1: <laughs> callbacks. That That's what makes this movie... Rich, I, I mean that—that's cool. The MCs needed, I think that that was cool. Uh, I'm just not necessarily intrigued by her personally, but I like that. That's the script. That's the story. I. But so you think
2: it's just a casting thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't like again. I'm not. She's not bad. Any She's not
2: bad. Yeah. But you just you maybe you wanted to see the character played differently because I I kind of feel I wanted to play it a little differently. Yeah. Maybe and, it didn't. Maybe it didn't have to be a nun. Although I do love how they use the nun. you know the uh the whole religious thing to set up uh mother saving her when she commits uh that sequence is amazing it's so
1: well done uh and uh, it it was and i love how they take the story element of two and kind of twist that and say oh no that spool chick was just a nut
0: yes That, that, that spool thing is the best part of the film the mystery of what's going yeah. on with spool and when they uncover it cuz another character i don't particularly i'm not over the moon for is what's her name the reporter? the dark uh, haired the dark haired uh, reporter
2: Venable,
0: yeah. i'm not over the moon for her either but i do like what she does when it comes to spool and uncovering of the mystery and finding out and and writing the wrong uh, of the end of part 2 with you know norman's mother not really being the mother which a lot of people consider that a great wrong. I could take it or leave it, but I, I, I'm kind of glad they did that. And Perkins' direction is great, so I can't say anything about that. But I guess a little too on the nose would, would be the term. It was just mother, blood, blood. He even yeah. did the lines I, the same again. I, just, that's you the ma-
1: biggest misstep is putting that line in. They could have left that one out. Like yeah, when she dude. falls down the stairs, Ella Abergus uh I'm okay with Abra- it. Yes. that's a great yes.
2: callback. But I the agree.
1: blood blood is a little too much. I agree wa- with that. He
2: wanted this shot in black and white, which yes. probably would have made you guys even drop your ratings lower, because then it would have just been even more like the original.
0: Well, I respect it for that. I get that. Because remember, I, I was wowed at the beginning of part two, how it's black and white with the Universal Sign for Tribute. That's fine. I would have knocked it down because of this, because the way he uses the colors in this film with the lighting, you know, it, you know, our General Bava-like was, was fucking very good. So yeah. that would be lacking from the film. But also, if it was black and white, that could have also added to the charm. So I don't know if that would have affected my rating. Like I said, what does affect my rating is too... Just a little too on the nose with the callbacks. It was just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like little things, the paper bag, and they they, they, they even hold the freaking the camera shot with candy corn in his hand, so you see that it's candy corn again. It's just, pull back the reins, you know, 25% of it. I think
1: that was him going, this guy's fucking offering me candy corn. I know what you're saying. You're looking at it like, <laughs> okay, we got it. It's candy corn. I think that was Duke going, I'm fucking getting candy corn. This is what this guy's offering me, candy corn? I think no, that's why you? he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but I see All what right. you because I thought the same thing at first, but then I took it as, oh, no, that's him going, fucking,
2: really? It's just nice to see another grown man who eats candy corn because I love <laughs> – I fucking love candy corn.
0: <laughs> people hate candy corn. Most
2: people hate it. God, I it's love But I see Norm eating, I'm like, that's great. Are now, are, I- those, are those
1: kids – are those supposed to be high schoolers or college kids? That guy looked forty seven years old. Because whether they're oh, high schoolers or college kids, they're alumni. Because like our team's being that. your team. I know I swear they said it was supposed to be uh, a, I thought was a game night between two rivaling
0: schools.
2: Yeah, federal incense. But
0: this but this is alumni when the guy was laughing, talking to the girl, she said I was never a cheerleader. I was a baton girl. So they're talking about I was. This is the um, pair okay. right? Okay, that makes yeah.
1: way more sense to no. me.
0: This is like 10-year graduates coming back for the big game. Like we have a big game on here. It's like one of the longest rivalries in the history of high school.
2: because I would see. I thought they were like supposed to be high school or college (laughs) kids. I'm like, these people have not. They've had a rough go of it.
1: (laughs) What's with the water?
0: But all the stuff kills the slashing. See, I'll say this. I could see why Norman is acting that way and eating the candy out of the bag again and doing this because he's back to Norman from part one. We know in this film that, you know, that he's back to killing. There's no mystery of part two.
2: Yeah, well, this no- is only a month after part two. So the the events at the end of part two have completely set him off. So all his motives in this completely make sense.
0: Yep. 100. So I, can, I can forgive it for that because it would make sense he'd go back to all his old habits. And he does, and that's fine. So, again, it's just too many callbacks. And that's it. That's that's my major complaint. That and I'm not into the love affair and that, that particular character. Everything else, everything else I'm on board with. Duke and what's going on with the story and and, and, and the downright slashing, the freaking... This,
1: this is the slasher one of the series. The most yeah. slasher film of the series. Yes, it is. Oh, and yes. the black comedy is... Don't get me wrong. There's comedic elements in two. This one, I think, upped it a little bit not it's not camp no. uh, yeah it, it's not what we just talked about but it's it, it, it's more of a return to the original in the sense of the, the 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 black comedies raised up a little bit as well uh yes the slashing of friday five alumni yes. in, yeah red in the phone, red. Booth, in the phone <laughs> booth is is great i think again did they use the sound effects in this one as well the st- st- or something like that, or was this... I
2: I don't... I don't remember. I know, I just watched the damn thing, and I can't remember. I I was more disturbed by what he was doing with those lamps...
0: Oh, I know.
2: I'm not saying I'm a freak or anything, but I've seen some shit, and I've yeah. never seen that. I'm like, yeah. what's he doing?
0: <laughs> I just don't know how you set that up with a woman you just met. Like, if you yeah. just picked up a chick at the bar and took her back to the hotel to freaking bang her, whatever, I don't see that being a situation where you're going to sit in a chair – Tell her to strip, and you're gonna shine uh, two lamps in front of you as you're buck naked. Doesn't usually work that way. Usually when it's a one night deal, there's no time to set shit like that up. He just goes Duke's go a pimp, things.
2: man. Duke's a pimp.
0: <laughs> Duke is a pimp, right? I mean, he gets her good and forget. Freaking... Watch, watch the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Watch the guitar. How about Robin though, man? I mean, oh. I, I thought I freaking she looked good. I th- I'm just glad that she didn't. You know, Duke didn't come up and say, you know, I, I want to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she definitely uh,
1: she has more screen time it seems in this, and she actually dies uh, with a, it's almost Argento-esque. It's the shower. the shower scene. Well, and that's what I mean. It's yeah. a copy of the shower scene in the phone booth, and again, the comedy comes from that uh, the operator popping he's up even, on the phone. He's even afterwards.
2: washing the, the the phone booth the next day, and the water's dripping down. Yeah, I uh, shower. But, but yes. I got to ask one question. And in this movie, when we learn the truth about Mrs. Spool, doesn't Venable also say that Mrs. Spool killed Norman's father? They allude to it. I think that's what they yeah. allude to—that she killed. No, I think they actually—they—they
1: they, you're they right. They say it. they came they out allude to say it. They, they straight sure up say it. it. Yeah.
2: Uh, okay, because they ignore that in part four, which we'll get to. But oh yeah. But that was one thing that bothered me. So I just I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. Yeah, they
1: said she was a a, a nut job and. I guess it was supposed to be her child, and that's why so she stole the child and, and
2: killed him. Yeah, because sis, yeah. her sister wound up stealing her husband is what she's saying Yeah.
1: but I love the play on that. I always I, I thought that was a, a, a great way to turn it around because I think you know maybe people would have been like, "What the fuck's with the spool thing?" So they yeah, it's, on a, it.
2: it's a great continuation, great expansion and great continuity between all these films.
0: Absolutely, the, especially yeah. two and three because you get yeah. people to come back. You get the, the sheriff to come back. The, the the chef and the waitress from the diner. Yes, yes. Oh, they go back to the diner. About,
2: we didn't even talk about that waitress. She was so funny in part two. Yeah, she's, oh, been, yeah, in, she was... she's been in a, over 100 things, I believe. Oh, I she's yeah, just, she's a, yeah, she's a big star. Yeah, yeah but she d- has a very small role in this. But in part two, when she says, do you work here? Can I get my order then? Yeah. 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 Know, it, <laughs> but in this one, Duke has some just some... Classic lines. Stupid oh, bitch, you could have been coming instead of going. Yes, I love that. I love when he walks into the parlor and he says, local branch of the Audubon Society? <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yeah, he's good. How about the little black comedy moment when he's like, God, I, I don't plan on sticking around very long. And Norman's like, no one ever does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little Can't things go. like that. Shit like no, that I'm fine with. No, but fine. him once again saying the same fucking line. You know, uh, th- repeating the exact same line that, that he does uh, multiple times in part one? A, li- a little much,
2: you know? It doesn't me that much, because at least, you know, they're callbacks to great films.
0: <laughs> they are callbacks to great films. Uh, I hear you. I, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Well. It kind of cheapens we all go a little mad sometimes to have it come up again in part three. I don't know, it just... Maybe I'm being too hard on it because of my love for the first film. I just want it to stay. I want for it to remain there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know.
2: I've never, I've never really thought about it, but I'm hearing you guys talk about it a lot tonight, and I'm just not really sure how I feel about the many, many callbacks. Tell I guess I'm kind, of, I'm kind of indifferent to it, I guess, at this point.
0: That's fine. I mean, maybe I'm being too hard on it because especially when you watch it after 2, 2 did it so well. Yeah, it's like like I said, they're they're trying a little too hard. It was a little too on the nose. Did the beginning of this film remind you guys at all of Poltergeist Two? Yes,
1: it's the same type of credits. It's yes, that, it's that and the that, music
0: it, and and they're in the desert.
1: Yeah, the desert in in the title with almost like the I don't black know what they call in like the graphic art design where it's yes. um, black shaded <laughs> or something like that. It, yes. it that's and because it, it's such a weird
0: introduction yes. for Psycho.
2: Yeah, it didn't feel psycho. <laughs>
0: totally. Yeah. But isn't that weird though? Yeah. I'm so glad you picked up Poltergeist 2 like I did because yeah. that, that's a reminder because that's something that all that always threw me off at the, about the beginning of Poltergeist 2. You know, I was like this is this is interesting. This is different, you know, and <laughs> the font and they did the same thing here. You know, again, I'm not shitting on the film, but you know, I did go down a little bit from my last view.
2: Yeah, this is the one I went down a little bit too. also. So you were you were completely opposite Christian on yeah, that, it's on your funny. guess.
1: And it's funny cuz I yeah, I was totally wrong. Uh and I I actually came up ever so slightly. So it, again, yeah, it was just so. it, it's such a great I thought it was such a great continuation. Uh they I don't feel like the things are forced. I love when the reporter goes to Mrs. Spool's apartment and finds out that the number for the the hotel's written pretty much everywhere and yeah. and the more you learn about her and the only thing is, it, it, it's that same picture of Mrs. Spool everywhere. She's got that oh, same yeah. picture on her nightstand as the picture missing in the paper and the picture everywhere else. It's that same shot of her, which I think is probably her headshot for acting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's her IMDB profile. <laughs> yeah.
1: She even said in part two, IMDB. <laughs> I will tell you that one of the it has also one of the scariest moments, although my daughter laughed because my oldest daughter came in and thought it was very funny. I think it's very unsettling. I watched it three, four times over. I rewound it to watch it, and it's like, why can't you leave my poor Norman alone? At the end, when he's holding the knife in the wig, it, it, it just unsettles me, and I think it's absolute scary brilliance. My daughter well, was
2: laughing.
0: <laughs> I used yeah. to laugh. I, the first couple of times I saw it, I thought it was a little goofy, and now I think it is spooky. Yeah, See, yeah I
2: didn't la- I didn't laugh at that scene. I oh, just feel oh. bad at that. I just feel bad at that point. Because I, I want Norman to be okay.
0: Right, and you do feel for him. And there's a couple scenes where you see him, and he, he almost seems normal. And then there's other scenes where he seems sad. And there's that one shot when he's just sitting down. You know what I'm talking about? There's that one shot, and you can see, like, the torment. And he's just sitting there. Uh, and they, they yeah,
2: to- his his facial expressions throughout the series are, are phenomenal in, in saying in saying so much. That may be your point of, of repeating lines doesn't even need to be said at times. You just you just get a close-up of his, of his expression, and you, and you know what he's thinking.
1: Well, I love how you're introduced to him in this with the birds. Yeah. And then the shadow walks in, and then he picks them up. And then he, and then we get introduced to taxidermy, which another brilliant piece of black comedy is that he's taking the whatever it is that he stuffs them with. Oh, the with peanut butter. The- and then yeah. – well, no, like, the, yeah, the stuffing shit. And then he takes a spoonful of peanut butter and eats it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's when he, he then envisions up. the hand, that he's stitching up the hand. And then there's a little bit of an overreaction, or what I said was an overreaction the first time, or not the like the last time. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me at all. Like, there's a few of those that he does, and this time they just didn't affect me, as I said earlier.
0: You know what it is? He didn't do that in two. He didn't do the stuttering and all that other shit. And it all came back here like for no reason. And when he started stuttered in part one, it's because he was stammering and he was nervous because he was being confronted while in psycho three, he was doing it for no particular reason. Didn't
2: he stutter in two two with
1: the cutlery line? That was a stammer in the sense of like him censoring himself almost like the washroom. He can't say washroom, right? that's a carryover from the original one. I think there he knew there was a knife and he, he's like, yeah, cu- cutlery because it's related to right. a knife a yeah. one instrument, which, which is part of the trauma. Right. So
0: where, see, that's what I'm saying It works there. Where in three. He was, he's an overabundance. And again, I'm not going to nitpick on it, but just something that takes place in this film. The Norman character is still great. He's still a character that, you know, I gravitate to, you know what I mean? So if you put Anthony Perkins in their role, on film, and the film's halfway decent. It's good. I'm gonna be happy, and this film is more than halfway decent. There's just a couple small things that I've picked apart, but I do enjoy it. Just not on the level of 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 part two. That's yeah. All. the part the main is,
2: The main issue is that is the Maureen character that and definitely it, hurts. It, it, and the, yeah,
0: the story's not as good as part. No, two. no. You know what I mean? It's just it's just not as good. It's it's enjoyable. It doesn't come together. But-
2: quite as well as it did in two. I didn't, you know, even when Maureen leaves, then they have the whole scenes with her and father Brian. And I just, I didn't need that. And
1: I agree. Is that Cupid that she gets impaled on?
0: Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, is Cupid. Yeah. She gets killed by love. Cupid <laughs> naive girl. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: Poor I'm girl. reading now that Jeff Fahey, they originally, they wanted him to be nude in the shot. And, uh, he was too uncomfortable with it. That's why they let him cover himself up with the lamps.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. He's going to have his freaking his schlong hanging out in an in a, in a R-rated movie? I
2: maybe, they, maybe they wanted him in his tidy whities or something. He was just uncomfortable. He just wanted to be covered. I don't know. It sure. makes no sense because he looks completely nude.
1: Well, the movie's right. sleazy enough. I, I can't imagine him not... I think they probably he did. They did want him naked, like the yeah. movie is like it, it's a different level of uh, comparatively to anything else in this
2: series. Uh, the series. <laughs> it went Friday the Thirteenth in this one.
0: It went Friday the Thirteenth Five again with Robin. You know,
2: hey, she did her own stunt. They wanted to use a stunt woman when he throws her out the uh, room, but she wanted to do that. Nice, and she, and she did it. that. And even the other girl who gets her throat slit, she was really in that ice box. Great scene. Oh. I don't know if you're joking oh, yeah. about that or not, but no, this is true. i I okay. read all this. Yeah, She no, I, was alive a life.
1: The sheriff with the blood, with the bloody ice. oh no, they really oh. killed. Her, they really killed her.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a snuff. Huh?
1: <laughs> I, uh, I I did say one of the my one of my little other nitpicks, but I'm willing to forgive it because it's just for that ending. Is the the storage of mother's arm in the old uh, suit? Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, How he's like, in the car on. driving away, and he just sort of pulls it out to caress it. Like, where, where did he store this arm?
0: But it doesn't might... make sense. Yeah. Why would he caress that arm? That's not his mother, and he knows it's not his mother. I know. He just found out that this pool is, is full of shit. Yeah. So if anything, he should have nothing to do with that arm.
2: It would have been better if he had Maureen's head, and he was stroking her <laughs> <our> hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good Maureen. Or he was giving himself head. Like yeah, giving re- himself re- head.
2: Yeah, like in what's
0: that movie, uh, High Tension. Hot Tension, excuse me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the director's
1: cut that will never end up soon.
0: Uh, I'll tell you what I love about this film, the whole Duke and Mother part. That is brilliant. And how it works out, how he's bugging out because the cops come in the house, like, you have no right to go come out. Well, we got the search warrant. And they run up by the bedroom and think Norman's fucked. And you go up there and Mother's not there. And like, what yeah. the hell happened? I'm in on, cabin
2: 12. I'm in cabin 12. Yeah. Duke is so – he's got some great – even writing that note, I'm in cabin 12, Mother, <laughs> and signs of yeah. Mother.
0: That was great, and, and Woody Woodpecker and all that shit. That was yeah. I love that whole sequence. Oh man!
2: <laughs> did you like that? Added, watch the guitar even as he's being knocked out. Because <laughs> I did. I like that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I could.
1: That's the comedy. That that's yeah. But I it, it, that. it's still, it's not like too waka waka. It's it's still no. within the realm of reality.
0: And, you know, again, with the beginning of things being too on the nose, the whole thing about the girl, Maureen, oh, you must have been an angel that fell from heaven. He kept hammering home the fact about religion and angels, and she just happened to be a, a, an estranged nun. You know what I mean? It was – one line would have been nice, but he had like three lines that pertained to her. Yeah. That's what I'm saying was a little – pull it back a little bit, a little bit, Anthony. That would have been fine with me. But, Aren't
2: nuns supposed to be like forgiving people? Because I mean, once that nun falls at the beginning, which was clearly an accident, the other ones immediately going to like, hell. "You're gonna burn in hell." Like
0: that's wow. how they are. Have you? Oh, you're you're Jewish. Forget oh, it. I was yeah. gonna say you yeah. haven't been to freaking catechism or, and you don't you don't you haven't heard the horror stories of uh, oh, that I've heard about my parents how they how, in the schools they went to and how the way the nuns treated them. So that's that's par for the course for Oof. as far as I'm. I've, I've heard always heard. heard. Oh yeah, fuck. They out of, they used to fucking beat up my parents. The nuns. Well, he, I, <laughs> I, I, Anthony Perkins didn't like. write the script though,
1: so that's the other thing. Like, I mean, he was he directed it, but he he didn't write it. It was written by Charles
0: Edward Pogue. But who knows if he threw certain things in? You know what I mean? I want to send the director. I want to say we all go a little mad sometimes. You yeah, know what mean? Might, I mean? He might have
2: improv some of his lines.
0: He might have improv, and he might have directed the. The actors to, to say certain things. Who knows? We'll never know. I mean, what are you gonna know? unless I didn't watch The Psycho Legacy this time around, and I wish I did. I just time wasn't, you know, permitting.
2: When yeah. I say my my rating came down on this, I'm literally talking like a, a 0.25, maybe a 0. 0.5 max. It's not a drastic change. I still enjoy this movie tremendously.
1: And mine went up yeah. just a I Yeah. 8.25.
2: Yeah. And see, I oh. went from an 8 to like a 7.75.
0: Okay, and I went
2: from an eight and a half to an eight. So. Yeah, so so we're all still there in that eight range. It's still yeah. a, a, a great sequel. Just yeah, man. You, when you start to watch them back to back, especially watching it right after two, you, you notice it.
1: But it's funny; yep. it, it's different. But I actually thought it was a fast-paced follow-up, so that my enjoyment level was heightened.
2: Well, it's much shorter than part two. I think mean, this one comes in at like an hour and a half max, yeah. and and you know, part two was an hour and fifty, so. This one definitely does move quicker.
0: Yeah, I, I'll give you that. It does move quicker, but we enjoy it. <laughs> that, that's all there is to it. It's, it's, it's a solid. It's a solid, another solid sequel, and and we keep on going. You know, <laughs> and we keep on going. And we keep, keep on, on trucking. On. How about Duke? Didn't did the? How come Duke looked like he was tweaking? Like toward. Remember when he shows up there and Duke's all sweating and acting really weird? Why did he all of a sudden? Why was he acting that way all of a sudden? I think he was. On drug or, or yeah, he
2: he was clearly on something, right? or something like that. Yeah,
0: he looked like he was, but they never alluded to it. They never mentioned drugs or showed or you know what I mean. There was nothing in his character, you know, outside of you know just because he was totally like a he had the sweat
1: going and Dude, he was all, yeah yeah he was no I thought Norman does look it's not the one where I know he looks in the ashtray in another one. And, and that's street. part two with
0: yeah. Yeah. what's that and he's like oh I, I would guess drugs He doesn't,
2: they never They never show any drugs in this one but you know the yeah. fact that Duke is charging extra money for the rooms to steal some of the money you know he's going out to the bars you just assume that he's, he's buying drugs he's talking about being a rock and roll star in LA it just I mean it might be a stereotype but they're just lumping that all in with his lifestyle and the type of character he is
0: yeah, I guess. I just, just found it weird this time. I was like, what the fuck? The dude looks like he's tweaking straight up. You
2: know? Yeah, he was sweaty.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, pretty gross. <laughs> that's a sweaty Duke. Pretty <laughs> sweaty Duke. <do. laughs> I had a dog named Duke once. Painted <laughs> the mutt. <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. Uh,
2: she, was was she was feisty. She was feisty. I didn't mind her.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. I, she I was mind. okay. Yeah. All right, let's move on, shall we? Although, how about one more thing? How about Robin? What a dirty birdie! She wanted to have a threesome with freaking Duke and Norman.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, imagine that. that, I that, go that there. That's not her name in this one, is it? No, they call her. It's just Red. I think. I yeah. think She's credited as Red.
0: Okay, because yeah.
1: Robin's her name from Friday
0: Five. Yeah. Always yeah. oh, be Robin to us. Who knows? Yeah. I just. What do we know? We picked Red, her up. She's on a bar. Red Robin. <laughs> Red Robin. <laughs> wow, Red Robin. <laughs> Red Robin.
1: You know, and perfect because that mean? leads right into a, a Red Robin review <laughs> <laughs> nice round Robin
2: Christian <laughs> you've become like me this episode
1: <laughs> oh shit about funny
2: no, yeah that's exactly <laughs> usually bad jokes it's cute tonight that's good I needed a night off
0: let's move on we're triple R who is this uh, Dustin Teacher. Baker yeah curse yeah. curse yeah. of the fly
2: the Fly from 1965, motorist Martin Delambre attempts to keep evidence of his family's bizarre experiments in teleportation hidden from his wife, who is hiding secrets of her own.
1: Well, this was a first-time watch for me. Thank yep. you, Dustin.
0: I think. <laughs>
1: that <Yep>. sounds
2: sarcastic.
1: <laughs> uh, it was a weird movie. I've got to be honest with you. Thank you, YouTube, first and foremost, because that was where I found it. I couldn't find it anywhere else. I watched it on there. This is a movie that you have to have grown up with, I think, because it's fairly dull. I would say that what Dustin wrote us in his recommendation for us to tackle it as a triple R is what sets it apart, but I don't know if it's enough to elevate it above just sort of average, merely average, and that is the downbeat ending, but to get there it's just a lot of back and forth dialogue between people in Britain versus people in Canada.
0: I forgot where the hell it was. All I know was the guy didn't have a passport, so that was a big issue. So we had to he had to
2: freaking so he had to tele- yeah. that was great because he, he teleported to, teleport. to Canada. He couldn't yeah. get out of Canada. Yeah, or he was, was trying great. to get back to Canada.
0: Right, yeah. He
2: was in London. That's <laughs> yeah. was, that was great. Did you it's a cool
0: that? story. I mean it is the third cool generation story. the third generation of uh, you know, uh, the original guy that did the thing and it's kind of interesting that he had children that were afflicted because of what happened to him in, in his travel and with be, you know being trapped with the fly. It's an interesting concept.
2: Yeah, I like the whole the whole story with the, with the ailment that they're affected by, uh, by um, characteristics of the fly. and I love I actually like the characters a lot. I think they're they're sympathetic in a way, even though they're our protagonist, Martin and his father and even his brother. There are three protagonists, yet they're very relatable. In fact, you you have a hard time picking protagonists because you think even uh, Patricia might be bad because she escapes from the asylum at the beginning, but even she's a sympathetic character that we come to learn had a mental breakdown.
1: I guess you're bang on, but I just did not care, and at the end of the day, that's what it was all about. I, I was... like
2: I like the use of the music. I thought it was very very upbeat and uh, and and you know love story at the beginning, and then it sort of it. it Devolves into like very villainous like music. I, I I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like the 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 music changes with the mood of the film, really well.
0: You know what it is for me in movie in old time movies like this. In what year is this? Sixties.
1: Sixty five. Anything feel, like it feels like fifty five. It does. It, it does. Agreed.
0: Good. That's an issue that I have with classic horror movies. One of the issues that I have is that all the music always sounds the same to me. It's like the scores are always Stark, the
2: same. Stock, like, look, I, look, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't hum the music to the, to this if you asked me to, even if I could hum. But, uh, <laughs> but I just remember writing down and, and thinking to myself that it, it's used well at the right moments, that it it's, it fits the mood of the scene, and, and slowly as the story kind of deteriorates, and Krishna was bang on with that that downbeat ending. Because another one where I'm rooting for, for everything to be okay. I'm looking – I wanted Martin to find a way to to make this okay without having to kill human testing human test subjects, but they couldn't.
0: Yeah, I like that whole angle about is the girl crazy or is she not? And that's one thing I don't understand. Maybe I missed something. We clearly see this girl escaping an asylum in the opening
2: Yeah. Dance,
0: right? And kind of risque for those days and freaking bra and panties like, hey, what's this? You know, and <laughs> – she gets out there, and then the people, and then you know she hooks up. Of course, another trope of older movies: people fucking fall in love instantly. You'll always hear me complain about that with the classic horror. That's we why I'm
2: like three hours later,
0: dude. It always happens. That's why I don't get into the Universal monster movies and all that. Uh, th- th- they all have these tropes that I that just don't work on me. And I know people get mad at me. Oh, you, why don't you like those old movies? I just—it's like action films with me. It, it, it's too tropey, and it's just—I don't know. But that always seems to happen, and that happens here. Then they get back to the place, and then the people come later, and they say, "Hey, she escaped the asylum. This girl's crazy." Yet she doesn't show any signs of being crazy. And we don't know why they're crazy because we don't even get the explanation on, on screen. We just hear an introduction of the people that say something's wrong with her unless I miss something.
2: You did miss something. She was a concert pianist who had a breakdown
0: before a big concert. Okay, and that means that the, that that because she had a nervous breakdown, they bring her to an asylum and that she's a, a danger to mankind.
2: Well, that's the thing. They make it out like she's a danger, but she's actually they they reference that she was doing well in her rehabilitation. and I, it doesn't really become much of an issue after Martin says, "You know, we're married now, I'm responsible. She's staying here because then it then it plays out like, okay, she is kind of cured. And she just they just use it as a way of her internalizing, am I going crazy?" with everything right. I'm seeing, or is something more sinister at play. So in that way, it's clever.
0: I, I agree. I like that's what I'm saying. That's how I got on that kick. I was like, I liked the, is she crazy or is she not in her head? I do get that. I just didn't quite get the setup of, of her. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: it had to do with her having a mental breakdown because of the pressure of being a concert pianist.
0: Okay, and that was all cool, and the people behind the three doors and her discovering that and everything yeah. else. I was in on I was on board again I watched this at one and a half speed because it's YouTube and that's how I watch films on YouTube so it, it, it was definitely it's a great for feature
2: me. of YouTube I use it too oh, and, and that's man. not to say I don't like movies I use the 1.25 on YouTube but I, I use it for pretty much everything
0: an older movie like this absolutely I'll watch at double speed it's just the way it is because they just they do move slow for me it's, it's always been that way and some of the dialogue is just unnecessary so if I happen to miss something, then I miss it. But,
2: older know. films, are, older films like this are definitely more dialogue-driven. These old Hollywood-type films that they have that old Hollywood-type feel.
1: Yeah. This doesn't have an old Hollywood-type feel at all, but it does have.
2: It has uh, an old Hollywood-type look to it. This looks like a 1940s Hollywood-type film. I'm not saying it has that, like a okay. If feel. you wanted,
1: yeah, I guess that's it. You're taking a 1965 movie, that yeah, that looks like a crazy. classic old. Uh, that's, okay, that's I, what I'm saying. Then you are that i totally agree with you yeah again the most intriguing element of this is the fact that back in 65 they decided you know what we're going to do part three and it's not going to be about the fly that part you kind of have to give it a little bit of credit for i just couldn't be i just couldn't get on board i i guess i wasn't in the mood to watch an old film when i put this on so
2: the effects were cool though when the uh the two yeah. men get put in the transport and then they become that combo i thought that was gonna Oof. I thought that was gonna freak Dave out a lot. Dude, I, was worried, was, I was worried for you.
0: <laughs> it was freaky. That was the most. That was the most memorable. That's what I took from this thing. That freaking weird looking, crazy thing that that shows up in the transporter, all freaking gross looking. Oh yeah, because
2: yeah. this. I mean, this uh, is a body horror film, so right. Don't
0: like how, that. Dude, that was that was a little rough. But that. How come they, they alluded to the oldest guy, the the, the father having something on his back from going back and forth and it did is it me or did that not come up again because remember his other says one someone's giving him the business about it he goes you say you're unharmed look at your back and this and that and he didn't want to keep transporting is it me or did nothing else happen to that guy
2: yeah you know what they never really brought that back i was thinking the yeah. same thing I, <laughs> I didn't know if that was an effect of because he's the son He's the, the second original? generation. Yeah, so he's the second right. generation. I don't know if that's a side effect he's suffering, or if it was something would was happening because of too many transportations.
0: It was. It was from. I think it was from the transportation. Because why would a son point it out? Well, although the one son was unaffected, they said didn't have to take the serum, but the father and the other son did. They had to take serum yeah. to prevent um,
2: rapid you know, aging.
0: Rapid aging. Yeah, because they're descendants of the fly guy. And flies live for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's Vincent Price's son, the old I man. I
2: believe so. You that's know old what? Old. I don't remember the original before. I just went right into this one. So, right. But, man, I, I it seems like I enjoyed it more than most.
0: Well, I enjoyed it enough. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I was okay with it, and I liked the way it ended. And, of course, again, I watched it on one and a half speed. So I went into it freaking saying, I'm going to watch this on one and a half speed. And as far as being in the mood to watch an old-time movie, I'm never in a mood to watch them. So when I have to watch it for a show like this, I'm going to watch it on one and a half unless I find that I can't keep up. If I'm you know, if if I i want, if I'm into the plot and I don't, I don't know what's going on and I'm missing things and they're talking too fast, hey, hey, what's going on here? Because you know in old movies sometimes they talk real fast. They hey, do. kid, yeah. what are you doing over there? <laughs> you know, and put that on double speed, sometimes you can't keep up. So... I don't trust the uh, the subtitles on YouTube because they're like stock subtitles by somebody. I't don't not stock. But oh, like
2: yeah, a- no, the subtitles on YouTube are sometimes they look like they're done by a crazy person.
0: yeah, they're it's weird. I don't know how they do it. So if I can't keep keep up, then I would lower it. But that's mm-hmm. that's how I tend to watch films like that. yeah, but I was okay with the movie, you know, I mean, I, I guess average or a little better than average, but I mean, it's just I was okay with it.
2: The ending I thought was great. Very downbeat. Yeah. What happens yeah. with the uh, the father? Man, that's that's really unsettling. And then, of course, Martin. Because I was really hoping throughout the story, even though I know you say it's rushed, and they always do that in the old movies. You're right. But yeah. I was hoping that Martin and Pat were going to be okay. And the ending was just really just downbeat for everyone.
0: Uh, yeah. Yes, it was. That's what we like, right?
1: <laughs> best, best part. Best part of the movie. I I wasn't really expecting that. I you know what I said it didn't really elevate it above average but maybe that having that in that time frame and being a, that much different from the rest of the series maybe that does just give it a notch above but I'm not rushing back to see it again neither am I
2: I'm not
0: I'm not disappointed that I watched it either
2: I'm glad what? I saw it I I uh, I've seen the original
0: this was part three you said yeah. Yep, because there's there's, there's the fly, and there's son of the fly, and this is cursed. Okay, see,
2: I've never seen... Return of the son of the... I've never...
0: Oh, what I say? Son of the fly? I'm sorry. Return of the fly.
2: (laughs) Hey, I believed you that there was a son of the fly. Yeah. The father was the son of the fly.
0: This is true. I'll tell you what. Here's what's funny. Not even funny. The guy has a great line, the father, in this movie. And he says, what's-her-name is bugging out. And she says, I saw this, and I saw... uh, Anyway... He says this, and I, I want to use this in life. Next time someone comes at me a certain way, he says, "No one's against you. We just know that you're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. <laughs>
2: that's a great line. I don't remember that. I,
0: I want to say that to somebody. No one's, you know, can people get defensive? Why are you against me? I'm like, he, he's like, no one's against me. We just know that you're wrong. That's all he
2: says. You're gonna use that in the group page next and, time. It's right. an argument. <laughs> Hey, calm down. We're not against you. We just know you're wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? And one good. funny line. One funny line. The father also says something to the other son, and it reminds you of a Christmas story. He says, "Everything we've worked for depends on you." And it totally reminds me when Ralphie's listening to the freaking little orphan anything, and he goes, "Annie has a message for you." <laughs> <laughs> the way I burst out laughing because it sounded just like that. He says everything we worked for depends on you. <laughs> but anyway, that's this all. I movie
2: got. does feel so much older, though it yeah. really does.
0: Yeah, being black and white don't help.
2: Couldn't they get an Asian woman to play? Uh, to play Thai? Oh my god! They, how that offensive is that? <laughs> Thai and Ty <Juan>. Taiwan.
0: <laughs>
2: that was the Asian couple's name, Taiwan. That's
0: hilarious. <laughs> oh fuck! That was great though. How she set it up. When she went up and she goes to, uh, she lets the girl out and she's like, "There's a what? What did she say? There's someone's, someone's in your bedroom." She yeah, said. yeah. Oh, that was that was I
2: another good it. part of the of the story. Martin's ex-wife, who you know has this horrible mutation, and he's kind of he's kind of torn because he, I mean, he, he's not, he's not really a bad guy, even though he is technically the bad guy in the film.
0: Right. Well, but, he has family obligations.
2: Yeah, he's torn. But yes, you can you get you get a sense of him being torn, and uh, I enjoy it for that. If I if I I didn't really think about a rating for this, I would probably go like a a low half head explosion, probably like a seven out of ten for me.
0: Seven? Wow!
2: Maybe a six point maybe a six point seven five, but I, I I really enjoyed it. I did. I'm not rushing back to to rewatch it, but I, I'm glad I saw it. I really liked it.
1: I I, I had a five, but just talking about it, I'd say five point two five, just yeah. just because of that
0: ending again. Yeah. Right on. All right, that's good. Yeah. Thanks, Dustin. Yep, thanks, Dustin. Thank you. Right on. And if you guys want to tell us what to watch, just get on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash explodingheads. Tell us what you want us to see, and we'll see it, and we'll talk about it. Oh, there's something else funny I got to tell you guys. Remember how last show we got the iTunes review, and the guy left us the three the three stars, and the reason for it yeah. was because yeah. of uh, we make each other laugh? Well, you're not going to believe this. We just happened to, a few days after that came in, we got another one, but it's from the UK. Three stars. This was left on August 5th. No, five star. I listened to a lot, probably too many podcasts about horror films, and this quickly became my favorite. All three of the hosts have knowledge about film, but also don't take themselves too seriously. They have great chemistry, especially when they go off about something completely random and just make each other laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely recommend it. Top-notch podcast. Boom. Awesome.
2: Comedy is
0: subjective. <laughs> he likes that we make each other laugh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so- That's why we love the
2: British and yeah, the we- Scottish and,
1: and, and like, the Irish, too. The, yeah. Welsh, the Welsh, not so much. That's
2: Except much. that potato guy from Camp Death 3. That <laughs> Irish guy can go that. fuck himself.
0: <laughs> you took me. I was going to say the same you... thing about the potato guy. <laughs> he took you. Awesome. And you know what? I'm going to shout out two podcasts really quick. Our, our homie Scott Crawford, formerly of the Horror Drunks, is now doing a show called Podcast by the Cemetery. You can hear that on Legion. And our homie, listener of the show, Warren Money, has started his own podcast. The podcast isn't out yet, but they have the group page. Terror at start- the Drive sh- Terror at the Drive I thought it's weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> no, that well, that that's the sh- maybe you're no, you're probably right,
1: but I keep seeing him posting on Terror at the Drive What the hell's Terror at the driving? Ooh, maybe
0: you don't know. Now, how could I not know? It's freaking it, Maybe he's got Warren- two podcasts coming out. Listen to me. Warren, Mark, and Dave, the weapons of mass destruction movie podcast. Well, then I'm wrong. What the fuck? What's it called? Weapons of the drive-in? <laughs> or- <laughs> no, drive-in. This is weapons of ma- a- ass to- mass destruction. <laughs> weapons of ass destruction? Not ass destruction. Seriously. It's not a porn. That's
2: a different type of film. Right,
0: right. <laughs> so what's what's the thing? Date of the drive-in. What's it called? Terror at the drive-in. Terror at the drive-in. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Terror at the Drive-in. Let's see what that's all about. Twenty. Okay, hold up. Hold on. Let's see what this is. A Facebook group. How come no one told me about this? Who's on this group? Right, more money. I'm joining the group, and then I'll find more out.
1: Wait. So he's
2: legitimately coming out with two podcasts?
0: No, <laughs> no. no,
1: no. <laughs> I think one of them is just a uh, like a horror page, and now this other one, the Weapons of Mass Destruction. So I didn't accept the invite. That's the reason why I uh, he invited me, but I hadn't accepted it. So now I'm in. You know, know what the crazy thing, thing is?
2: I wasn't invited. Yeah. It's, I was, oh, wait,
1: please don't tell Brandon we don't <laughs> like him. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah. I'm against war and money. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the they, money that funds war. <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't fund war. War and money is no good. It corrupts. Well, war and, war and forward money forward corrupts.
1: I'm looking forward to it. He said he wanted. He kept, he kept telling me he was looking at doing it. This goes back like a year or so ago uh, that he was looking into doing it, but he's not rushing in, which is great. Yeah, but he's do- doing two. And he no, even... no, no. We don't know if
0: Terry to drive in, That's just another page.
2: That could just be a horror group page.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I just read it and it said something about upcoming podcast. So. <laughs> <I>
2: totally...
0: <laughs> and Dave is in there too. One of the guys, isn't it? Warren and Dave.
2: Uh, maybe, and... maybe they changed the name and they're going to take one down. You know what I love about this? Brandon's not in either one.
0: <laughs> well, he knew about terror at the driving, and I didn't somehow. So I didn't. Thought, oh, you didn't?
2: I didn't. I'm. I'm actually like
0: I'm a little hurt no. that I don't
2: <laughs> that I don't get invited to these groups. Maybe you're not a friend. Maybe Are you, you friended.
1: Maybe I'm you have. it
2: Warren? You're friend sure. Warren? Maybe yeah. you didn't accept the invite. Maybe you did what I did. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah maybe, maybe you just- that could be. We get a lot of spam. I might have just been like. Fuck this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just True. Swept like
2: Dave's notes, food. I might have just hit delete all.
0: <laughs> delete, delete. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm looking forward
1: to
2: that. Yeah, yes. that's awesome.
0: Me too. Are you looking forward to talking about Psycho 4?
2: Yeah, let's do it and let's do it now. All right. Psycho 4, the beginning from 1990, made for TV. Norman Bates recalls his childhood with his abusive mother while fearing his unborn child will will inherit his split personality disorder. This one's directed by Mick Garris.
1: I'll tell you that I, I've i never, was never a fan of this one. I like the beginning part with the really sexy girl and the fireworks and all that with uh, uh, Henry uh, Coleman? Is that, no, no what's Henry, Henry Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Henry, <laughs> Henry Coleman. Henry you Coleman? <laughs> <laughs> what you
0: say? what you talking about, willis?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Henry Thomas. And I really enjoyed it this time, more so than I than I remember. I always just thought it was average, passed it off as average. It's enjoyable. I really it is enjoyable. like. I really like the whole setup of the radio show. Mm-hmm. I think they could have put a couple more Easter eggs there. I actually looked back, and I don't know if the doctor. Oh, I think it is the doctor Richmond. that's on the show.
2: Richmond, His but name he's is not
1: Richmond. the actual actor from the original. I was kind of hoping. They would have tied up no. to like.
2: And the first name is even different. Yeah.
1: I know. It, I, I I looked that up and I'm like, why did they u- just use the name at least?
0: Yeah. Of the psychiatrist from the first one. I, that I would have been great. I agree. He so, certainly likes hearing himself talk. That's what Norman <laughs> said about him. <laughs> the music's the same. I like that. Yeah, exactly like you. Yes. <laughs> the, the music returns, which is, the, I, I like that. The Bernard Herman score yeah. comes back. It's, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It never came is, back right. until now. So that was cool. Same lines from the original. Just a, a lot a lot of stuff. Again, I think they were a little heavy-handed on some of the thing. A couple times he says, not inordinately. Like, why would he? Oh, inordinately.
2: I actually looked up inordinately because he kept saying it.
0: Well, you know why he said it, right? Because Marion Crane said it to him. In the in that famous speech, the first time they talk in the freaking the back room of the, the uh, parlor, parlor yeah. yeah, the parlor, yeah, unhappy, and she goes, "Oh, well, not inordinately." So because she said that once, he brings it back twice here. It's it's like fucking undelay in freaking uh, Nightmare <laughs> Four. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love, I love, You're never butch- gonna let that
2: undelay go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's all. So hey, it's the anniversary today. I, I know. Yeah,
2: Dave, Dave nearly went off on whoever posted that it was the anniversary. He's like, don't get me started. Of the dream.
0: I never say anything negative unless somebody asks me. Somebody provoked me. They said, Dave Z, what do you think of this? And I said, don't get me started. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> There you go. It was you. I never say anything negative when someone posts something up that they like or they're happy about. I never say, oh, fuck that movie. That's not my style. I, and I, I never, especially these days, I don't want any confrontation. And I, people always say, talk about this. What do you think about this? What's going on? You know what I tell people? The only time I give strong opinions is on the podcast because nobody can argue back. And you know what? These guys never seem to argue back. So that works out. I mean, they can argue back. They just don't. And when, when they do, we disagree and we move on. Well, that's right? it.
2: That's yeah. what it's all about. This is opinion at the end of the day. Yeah, right. I noticed in this one, <laughs> so there's, there's much more edge to Norman.
0: Norman doesn't make sense.
2: He, yeah, he's much different in this one. He's he's almost he's he's angrier and 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 snappier.
0: But the character doesn't make sense. Norman kills, he doesn't know he's doing killings. He blacks out, he turns into mother, he does the killings, he cleans up mother's mess. So, everything about this film from that perspective, if you're a fan of the Norman Bates character, is wrong. He I would say, I'm going to kill my wife. That, because she's that, no, out that's, no I,
2: think
1: I, I disagree. And I don't disagree, but that's the weakest part of this movie. It would have been fine had it just right. been a retelling yes, of agreed. his life. And not they wanted the capper to bring it back in the modern time to give it yeah. that slam dunk ending at the the Bates house, but that's all the cliche shit
2: that could have no, easily I, been left out. I I, it, I, agree, but... I agree with you that I wound up I think enjoying the Henry Thomas flashbacks more than anything else. And granted, it's it's most of the film, but I think I enjoyed that part of the film more so than the radio station. But I think the reason why Norman is planning on killing and you can basically say this would be his first kill. It's just because of the fear of his offspring turning out like him. And that's why I justify it. Like not even that he has to be mothered to kill. Cause he has the, he says I'm planning on killing tonight. He, he plans on killing. He knows he's going to try and kill his wife because he can't have that baby born. Cause he's so scared of the abuse that he suffered that this baby will grow up and be just like him.
1: But it's weird. It is weird and forced. A little and, extreme. And, that, and that line <sighs> elicits laughter which is like, Cause she got
2: pregnant or whatever. Yeah, I'm not saying anything about the, you know, the delivery of the line, but I, I justified and I, I, under, I totally bought into it.
0: See, I guess that's, that's where we differ. It doesn't make sense to me that he would do that. That's kind of extreme. He's going to fucking kill her? This woman... That, that st- basically saved his life after being institutionalized twice. He makes a connection with some woman. He bears his soul. She loves him. He loves her. Everything is going good in life. And just because she got pregnant, he's going to throw it all away? And he's going to announce a, it on a radio show?
2: That's another thing i got to bring up. Because this one does something that ignores part three. This one talks about Norman's father being killed by the bees. Not the
0: bees! <laughs> <laughs>
2: but what I that's realized while watching this film, is that this film totally ignores part uh, part three. In fact, I think it ignores part two.
0: I would have said that, except the, the fact that he brings up the fact. Yeah, how many times am I going to say fact? What is it, the 22 Shots <laughs> page? Anyway, uh, except that he brings up the fact that <laughs> <laughs> he. it was the second rash of killings. He's not just saying that I did something. Okay, so, so maybe so many part years two. Ago.
2: Because I, I just I felt like Connie, who he winds up marrying, was the one from was it the original institution? It would have to be the original time he was institutionalized. But he
0: says it was the second time of killings. Did he? Brings ah, it up it I comes didn't... up that this was the second time there was killings. Now, if you think about this, there were no kills in part two that he was found guilty of. That's Remember, true. That's, why I, st- would, that's why I thought it
2: that's why I thought this three. was a direct sequel to one.
0: No, so part three is when he does get convicted. But then
1: why is he back at at the asylum again? Because he went crazy again and then went back into the asylum at the end of part three.
2: Then the main thing I find hard to believe is that he would have been released after part three again. Of course he wouldn't. Yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: Well, he wouldn't have, but that's why I didn't like this movie initially. But it exists, and so I just took it for how are they going to play with this? And they don't even try to get into that. He's out, waiting from home. I would have just liked it better. Talk radio. Tell the story of the beginning. But to have him want to kill as Norman doesn't make sense.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. And I guess I mean, it's kind of irrelevant, but Mick Garris and Anthony Perkins were known to have been butting heads during this film for a lot of things that went on. Mm -hmm. Like Norman, you know who knows Norman Bates better than Anthony Perkins, and there was certain things that he didn't like going on with the character and everything else. And I'm not exactly I don't want to I don't want to say something that I'm wrong about, but I do know that there was a lot they were clashing.
1: Well, I think <laughs> I think it's because Mick Gears wanted Norman to be a sleepwalker, in this, and it was going to be a direct uh, continuation of Sleepwalkers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. So, I just so I just weird. bought it. I just bought it given the fact that who we wanted to kill and the reason why. I, I get it. Like could it have been done better? Sure. Could they have told a completely different story? But Henry Thomas was great. Olivia Hussey was great. Yeah, and, she she was good. Yeah. yeah. Man, those scenes with him and his mother. Ugh, dirty.
0: I know, right? So strange. So yeah. strange. Is it
2: crazy that I masturbated during them? I
0: masturbated when <laughs>
2: Chet showed up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how come she called her norma remember he dre- dressed her up like a boy girl remember all that he goes oh wait well, i'm gonna dress you up like a girl and then why would she if her name is norma why would she call her her son norma <laughs> it would make sense if she wasn't named norma if her name was helen and his name is norman <laughs> so what do you call a guy named norma and he dressed him up like a woman norma it's it's you know what i mean that, that's what you would say but I don't know. I thought that was a little strange. And I hear something else that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. His mother died at a young age. I didn't think about this till fucking now, but this actually affects the entire series. Yeah. She died at a young age. Why would you talk like an old lady for all those movies? Yeah. <laughs> no, man. Is that you? You know what I mean? What are you gawking at? Why would that be Olivia Hussey or someone? Well, I think Olivia as
2: Hussey. as the corpse ages. His voice, we never, maybe his voice initially, if we had gotten a sequel to this one, would have been a young woman's
0: voice. Oh, yeah? Well, then <laughs> how come Henry Thomas got in the car and he said, drive, whore? Remember, the first time he dressed up his mother? Yeah. He talked like an old lady when he dressed up his mother. D- didn't doesn't make a lot of sense.
2: Well, no, maybe, okay, you're right. Maybe, uh, Why? Why do maybe, they? maybe he just sees his mother as a, a nagging old woman. They should have,
1: well. they should have expanded fu- that.
2: I think I think what happened was they they they
1: kept it in the Henry Thomas stage, but they probably should have gone another duration. Uh, like it had a, a, a an in between Norman, and that's where an in between Norman. an well, in between age. Because no, I know what you mean.
0: No, yeah, I know they had the the real young one at, at the funeral. Remember, she was tickling him and he laughed when he was a young boy, and then we had. Yeah, him.
2: Wh- why did she smack him? I mean, she's
0: the one who's tickling him. She's fucked up, apparently. That's that's the bottom line here. I don't get that at all. Why did that happen? I, I don't know. Well, she's, and, I think that was just it. She's fucked. Yeah, to show her,
2: her two sides so drastically. She's playful and tickling, and then immediately she's n- a nasty bitch.
0: Right, and again, after the first kill, what does he say again? Blood, blood. Like, what? Enough with the blood, blood line. I, I, I don't get it. I don't know why. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I well, know. I think it's just
2: showing that Nor- Norman's consistent in his psychosis. Drawn back to the same same lines of dialogue, the same types of behavior. Given I that, know. maybe maybe we can forgive it a little.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. I, I know I sound like I'm coming down on it, and I'm really not. My my rating isn't particularly low. I'm this is
2: just... a first-time watch for me.
0: Oh, really? So I'll tell you, you what.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, d- oh. I, d- I don't think I ever saw this one, and I was pleasantly surprised by
0: it. Like I said at the beginning, I, 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 the more I watch – and obviously, because two, I, I still love the same. The more I watch three and four, the more they've come down over the years. The mm-hmm. first times I saw them, I loved them. Subsequent views, they, they've come down. You know, I, I, I'm looking at, it and I'm like, why? You know, and there's just decisions they make in here that aren't consistent with what I feel the Norman Bates character is. And
1: I, I agree, and that's I've never been very high on this movie. This was my favorite watch. Now this, I've only watched it three times, but I, I still think the last act is unnecessary oh, uh, yeah. or just needed to be done differently. They to had to wrap up, to. up
0: somehow. There had to be a reason for this movie to be made. So yeah, they could have just gone with a straight up flashback. But then then you, then you can you can't have Anthony Perkins in it. That's what the, Anthony Perkins is the draw. So you want to put him in a psycho movie. So. They had to do something, and the, this is the best they came up with. It, was, it had to lead to a third act somehow. So this this is what we get. But I hear. You know, you. the I like stuff- I,
2: I like the ending too. I think you can. Uh, I, I think you could look at it two different ways if you wanted to. You don't have to necessarily pick a side as to what you think is is going to happen.
0: I just don't care. I don't care about his wife, and I don't care about. Yeah, well, they the you know they
2: force her. her on it. In fact, I even had a note in my first half of notes for this was who the hell is Connie, because. Yeah, I don't even think they they say it's his wife until later on in the film. Then we get the
0: phone call. You yeah, know, He calls her, and he goes, oh, it's my birthday. Meet me. And says, it's a bit morbid, isn't it? I'm like, morbid? This girl treated him in the freaking institution. That's the last place you want to go, birthday or no birthday. That's-
2: Did they say they forgot the cake? Yeah, the first phone call was something about the cake. Well,
1: isn't had- there a whole opening credit sequence with the cake?
2: Yeah, on the phone. She calls. Oh, okay. But they never- okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then the old woman comes across and says, you know, something about the cake. I thought that was Mrs. Spool. I'm like, what the hell is Mrs. Spool doing
0: here? Maybe, maybe the cool.
1: follow-up to this could be Son of Psycho.
0: <laughs> there it is again. Yep. <laughs> Son of Norman Bates, part five. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I mean, Oz, that's the idea. Oz Perkins can direct it. <laughs> How about <laughs> Oz
2: Perkins yeah. in part two?
0: Yeah, like, we forgot yeah, to mention that. Yeah, that's, but, a, that's a scary scene, too, man. That is. Yeah. Isn't it? When he first returns home. Damn, that movie. Shit.
2: The creepiest line in this is when Olivia Hussey says to Henry Thomas, blot me.
0: Oh, yeah. With the freaking. Blot
2: me with that perfume. That's just a creepy scene.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I can hardly swallow. We can't have that now.
1: (laughs) I think they do try to make her look a little older, but not significantly older. I mean, that whole sequence with the poisoning, it, it happens. They should have been older for yes, sure they should. i agree dave I, yes. I, it is a nitpick and i agree and that's why this movie is not in the same realm as two well one two and three for that matter but it's just not nearly as low as i initially had it i just had it as plainly average like something that i never thought i'd have to watch again i
0: i would watch this again i would too because i'm a sucker for freaking anthony perkins and norman bates
2: yeah i'd definitely watch <laughs> this again but i'm i'm thinking about the uh the killing now is it too early and and Norman? If anything, the complaint is Norman should have been older. I think they both should have been. And yeah, well, in turn would make her older. But again, I I don't I don't really mind the fact that he talks with the old lady voice, even though he said he did it. I don't I, my memory sucks, but even though Dry, he it, whore. yeah, did it right away. Same voice. I can buy it because that's like a nagging mother's voice. That's the way like kids kind of see their mothers at times, and and. Given his psychosis based on everything he's been through and the fact that he can't stand this woman, it makes sense that he'd give her an ugly, distorted voice like that.
0: But I don't know that he can't stand her. I think he loves her. She just happens to—
2: he, he, It's to weird. Help. It's it's a complex relationship because—I mm-hmm. sh- I shouldn't say can't stand her because he, he's constantly defending her on, on the radio show and, and talking about yeah. how it's not all that bad.
0: It wasn't all bad. But and if you the same- follow the rest of the series, even part one— He's very defensive of her. and He's like, oh, I yeah. had a great childhood. My mother and I were more than happy. You yeah, know what it's, I mean?
2: It's, it's, it's complex. I think there's a there's a love-hate thing in there. Definitely. Yep.
0: yep. How about the fact that, how about that girl? When she throws his underwear at him, and he smells <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and she asks him, she goes, is it a good smell? Yeah. He says, not inordinately. He yeah.
2: answers. <laughs> what? That's, what, that's <laughs> when I looked up inordinately.
0: <laughs> Who would say that? <laughs> and, and, and if it didn't smell good why would he continue to pursue her
1: which is weird though because you said that that's the like that's a callback line but a callback line that would have happened before he was given the word inordinately because it was right. given to by marion however within the realm of the series forgivable
0: but but they say it twice he says it on the phone as an adult yeah to freaking to, to cch pounder on the phone uh fran ambrose CCH. Pounder. Or whatever her name is.
2: No, it is. It just sounds like, like a porno name,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? All right, Lexington Steel and CCH Pounder.
0: <laughs> uh, nice. Or, or, or it sounds like a you know a freaking a hamburger, you know? <laughs> yeah, give me
2: give me the quarter pounder, Big Mac, and a give me a CCH Pounder. <laughs> <Right>. No pickles.
0: <laughs> oh
2: shit. Can I ask something? There's one line in this movie, and I I don't know if I've ever heard it. Not to bring up potatoes again, but at one point somebody says, all that faith and no potatoes?
0: Yeah, what was that? What the hell does that mean? I don't get that. I heard that too. I thought I was hearing things.
2: I thought I was watching Camp Death 3 again. (laughs) No
0: potatoes. I don't know. I don't understand that expression. Yeah, I just wrote it
2: down here, so I had to ask about it to see if anybody knew if it's a popular saying or something. I've
0: never heard that. Did you look it up? I actually did. Well, look it, it up. Then. I don't know. There's one some something else that's funny. How the fuck long does it take the boyfriend to die? Oh what, my god, what, it Jason Bourne's he, he just kept coming. <laughs> How could he survive? He got poisoned. He came back. He came back. Jump scare. Fucking Michael Myers. What is this I, shit? I will tell you when she is about to take the drink.
1: Oh yeah. I get anxious. The
0: suspense of that is cool. It's yeah.
1: actually well done because it worked yeah. for what they needed, what they wanted to do there. It worked because I'm yeah. mad. I'm like, drink the fucking drink. Like right. She's, she's putting all my hot body and I'm, I, I <laughs> a cold drink against her skin. I'm like, just drink the fuck. I'm like Norman Bates at that point. Drink it, bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. <laughs> oh man. I'll tell you what though, since Bates Motel came out and then watching this after watching Bates Motel, that definitely decreased it even more because you want to see freaking young Norman Bates, you watch that portrayal. And I'm not taking away from Henry Thomas's performance because it's fine. I'm taking away from Freddie the writing, Highmore.
2: Guess. Freddie the, Highmore is so much better?
0: Freddie Highmore is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not taking away from Henry Thomas because there's nothing wrong with him. But Freddie Highmore, yes, because he's freaking – he emulates Anthony Perkins perfectly and does a great job. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's the writing – of Bates Motel and and the way they tribute it there and the way they the relationship between mother and son is in that which makes perfect sense. Where in this you look at this now since Bates Motel came out it's like ah oh, well I had to go down a little more because uh, I'm drawing comparisons and maybe that's unfair but it, it, what can I do you know it's, it is what it is. Well, Bates so Motel about- also
1: fleshed out over five seasons. Right. And this is an hour and a half movie, right? Right,
0: but so. you could take what they did in five seasons, just in what in, encapsulates their relationship, and put that in that film. Just different thing. Did you watch Bates Motel?
1: I did. I liked every season but the last. You didn't like the last season? No, it was a major letdown.
2: Ah oh, man, that sucks because I never watched it, and I, you know, I planned on I'm in the on minority. it eventually. I'm in the no, minority. People I feel like were... a lot of shows are like that, where there's always a letdown in the final season. People
1: went nuts. Are... People went nuts. I hated the bait and switch. I hated, without going into details, I hated the casting. I just was not down with a lot of what they did in in the final season. I thought it took away from everything that built up to what
0: Psycho is. That's fair. I've I heard some people being disappointed with the actual final episode, but I haven't heard some of. You know, the, the whole final season. I loved it all. The final episode, could it have been a little better? Yes, but it, it, it's not deterring me from my complete enjoyment of the whole series. So, BDA, yeah, you got to watch it, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I will. I don't think you'd be disappointed. But we'll see. Get back to us, you know. <laughs> watch that shit. So, did you find out anything about potatoes or no?
2: <laughs> I just found the quote listed in its quotes, but there's also that saying, all meat, no potatoes. So, I wonder if it's just a play on that.
0: I thought about that too, but it doesn't really.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I can't even find it w- What reference it was where he said all that faith and no potatoes, or who said it? So I can't even remember. So, if somebody knows, write in, email yeah. us, voicemail us. Yeah, Let yeah. Us know.
0: Su- subscribe to us on iTunes while you're at it. Give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got anything else? I- I've said all I'm gonna say. I don't know about but you guys. I'm good. I was, good. Pleas-
2: yeah, I was pleasantly surprised for a first-time view. I enjoyed it. This is a super solid franchise. I, um, I'm at a high mile rumble. I would say I'm right at that six point seven five range. Huh? Well, oh, oh, wow. Okay. You, you, you,
1: like loved it, and then six point seven
2: five. I, I always say, like I say, <laughs> six or above for me is 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 good.
1: Well, I'm right at six. And that's where I am too. I'm right at six two, and that, yeah, that so- came up from about a five from. My first views.
2: Yeah, so see, I'm only like a point ahead of you guys. I mean, I I don't think I was blowing it that hard. I was just, we're playing devil's advocate here. One One's taking one side. I'm just trying to defend it, at least. Or justify.
0: That's what we right do. On. That's right. Right on. Well, what do we got? One more triple R from each of us, and then we can get yes. the hell out, huh? Uh,
2: hey, why
1: don't I, I'll go first. I never go first, it seems, with these things. Yeah, I go first, I start talking Damn first, it. but I never go first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I... I'm doing a 2018 film called The Meg. Nice. Hi. The fucking Meg. Meg. The Meg, as <laughs> it's described on the B, action, horror, sci-fi. It's an hour and 53 minutes, rated PG. Someone said PG-13, but it's rated PG here. You know what? It's just a new fucking huge shark movie that came out. It's a mega blockbuster. What I want to get a off- Meg. A blockbuster? Meg, mega, yeah. It's a mega uh, blockbuster. Good catch. Uh, I don't even want to get in the plot description. You can you can read it up yourself. What I want to talk about, and I've already noticed that a lot of people have been posting like from, about this, so I'm glad to see people are thinking the way I am. I feel like some people just can't just let things go. Go to the theater and have a good time anymore. And this is just a roller coaster popcorn movie. It's a shitload of fun. We brought the whole family to see it, and Everybody loved it. I went and saw it in 3D. I don't know if the 3D added that much to it. I do think that some of the submersive water effects were effective, of course, in 3D. And if you wanted like a lot of things popping out at you, that really doesn't happen until, until the climax. The story itself is pretty, pretty simplistic, uh, but there's enough twists and turns that it, it really keeps everything propelling forward. And it's just a super fun rollercoaster ride. I will say that there are certain sequences that I actually was on the edge of my seat going, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And I kept turning to my wife going, this is way better than I was expecting it to be. Because so many people were shitting on it, saying it was a crap film. I just say, if you go and expect a movie that takes elements from every shark movie you've ever seen before, and I'll specifically say Jaws 2, 3 and 4 and I'm going to go well those movies all kind of suck well I actually like Jaws 2 and I like the 3D from part 3 and part 4 is so bad it's fun to watch but you take elements from all those soup them up to have like a prehistoric mega shark attacking people it's probably even more fun than you're expecting I wholeheartedly recommend it it is just shy of a full exploding head I'd say it's a very high half head explosion Nice. Right on. I don't know if I'll like it, but... You like Kong Skull Island? You'll you'll like this? I mean, I have no... I like... You know what? What's his face? I don't even know his name. The action guy. I have no problem with statement. I have no problem with the people go, oh, I can't take him. I have no problem with him. I don't... I, I know him from the Expendable movies and Transporter or whatever like that. He was great in this. He was fun. All the secondary characters are great. Yeah, I think there's a high Chinese... Like uh, financial backing to this movie, so there's some Chinese actors in it. They are great. Check it out. And by the time you hear this review, I think uh, you'll be able to go see it, and it won't be super packed
2: in the theater. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm a trailer watcher. I know Dave isn't, but uh, from the trailer, I think I know exactly what to expect from it. And from a Jason Statham movie, I think I know exactly what to expect. And it looks fun. So I'm glad you're giving it a positive review. Yeah. I know Derek liked it also. So Yeah, we
1: were texting back and forth a little bit on there, and he's like, people just can't seem to have fun at the movies anymore either. And I'm, and that, or I wrote that, and he, he's like, yeah, no, it's just a fun movie. And he recommended a couple of other uh, monster movies that are coming out this year as well. So, yeah, awesome. I'm all about it. Lots of fun.
0: All right, well, I guess I'll go. This is the movie called Cargo on Netflix. I thought Christian reviewed it, but he didn't. He just brought it up in the group page. Yeah. And I've been putting it off for a little bit. And I checked it out. And i got to tell you, I, I, I've said this before. I think I said this last week when I was talking about uh, another zombie film, The Cured, that it seems like they they have figured out what to do here with, with these zombie films the last couple of years. And, and they've gotten it right. And this is another shiny example yeah. of basically those episodes of The Walking Dead that are just intimate with just about a few people that is the model you want to go with instead of the freaking running zombies all over the place in the generic shit this if you keep it about you know a small group of people and have it intimate and the zombies don't necessarily have to be your number one antagonist the entire time sometimes it's the threat of being infected and what's going to happen after you turn and that's what's going on here is that we have a father and he's bit. And after 48 hours, as soon as they get bit, they have to set this clock uh, onto their body. And they, they have 48 hours on which to find a cure. Otherwise, you're just not going to be cured. So, And they think that they have a cure, but it's one of those things that you see in, in, in several zombie movies where if you go to this place, it's like a CDC or something, and they may have something there. And, of course, when they do get somewhere eventually, they find out – and this is a trope, but it's not what it's cracked up to be – And a couple things happen one after another. And again, it's not things we haven't seen before, but this particular, the heart of the film is what's going to happen with this, with this young child that he has, you know, he's, he, he has this young girl, you know, less than two years old. And he's going to turn, and what's going to become of my daughter when I'm no longer in this world? If I can't get cured, I'm probably not going to get cured. I'm going to need some help. This is an Australian film. I should have said that off the bat. And there's another thing going on because there's like these natives to Australia that are there, almost like a a tribe. And there's some strange strange things going on with them. It's a different lifestyle with them. And they have different beliefs as to what's going on and what caused this and how it's going to end. And this guy ends up hooking up with uh, this young girl who's a member of this tribe. They end up being in the same bad place together as prisoners at one point. And then they both get out and they form a friendship. They're helping each other out. And there's a lot going on with their relationship. There's not a lot I'm going to say. There's a few startling discoveries uh, along the way that are good. Even the beginning, even even the setup to it, the way it begins and something that goes down when, when, when someone gets bit, it's, it, it all works well. It wraps up really good. I'm not going to say too much, but again, the streak continues of, of good zombie films. The last three or four that I've watched since last year, I've been on a roll. So, uh, and I've been on a roll in general with, with with 2018 horror still. So I'm happy. This is another one that's it's the high it's not a full head explosion but but it's the high end of a half (laughs) which is it seems to be this year seems to be the year of the half head explosion and i'm okay with that and we had a lot of you know of the higher end of the half is it's 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 like the new saying here the high end of the half but (laughs) it is what it is you know but i'm happy with it i mean most people have netflix if you were on the fence You should definitely check it out. If you're a parent, you can appreciate it even more. It tugs at the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, another day.
2: Martin Freeman's performance was terrific.
0: You saw it as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've seen it. Good. What do you guys think about
2: it? I'm right there with you. I'm probably at the low end of a full head explosion, though. Okay.
0: (laughs) Close enough?
1: The new thing
2: with the low high end.
0: I know, right? Oh, we're checking
1: with the new ones, too. And I, yeah. I, I mentioned on the page, I'm a full head explosion. This is a, a top contender for the for my end of the year. It will all depend on that rewatch, and obviously, I still haven't seen Hereditary, uh, which I'm Either also expecting I. a lot to uh, a lot from. So we'll see show, uh, I think how the year uh, unfolds, but uh, I absolutely love this movie. It is all about the performances, but let's not forget how great it looks. and yes and the effects in it as well. You know what? I didn't even know this movie existed. My wife said, hey, have you heard of this? It just premiered on Netflix, possibly that day. And she's like, well, let's turn it on. We turned it on, glued to our seats. And I think that's why I was just like, what the fuck? And then I found out it was based on a short film from a few years ago. And I guess I made a feature from it. And that's, that's the, the history of the film, but... I didn't know anything about it. Wasn't expecting it. It wasn't on my list to see this year or anything else. Happened to show up on Netflix. Checked it out. Full head explosion. Can't wait to see it again.
0: Nice. Nice. Now, did you see Ravenous and The Cured this year? I, or not? I
1: have not seen either of those, no. So okay. I'm looking forward to those as well.
0: What about you,
2: B? I have seen both, and I recommend both highly.
0: So you've seen Ravenous, The Cured, and Cargo? Like Yes. These.
2: Yes. And-, and all three are recommendations
0: right on they're yeah. different films each one of them is different but they're all zombie slash infected and yeah something about the infections here it's growth. it's something we haven't seen before in that respect as well when you see these people that are infected that they've been bit and they have like gross things going on in their body and as time goes on it gets worse and they're they're turning into something else and man i like the way they did that
2: yeah yeah that yeah. is cool
0: but anyway, good. That It's cargo and, and zombies have been pretty good the last couple of years. So don't don't be afraid of zombies. I mean, <laughs> zombie movies. <laughs> They're not as bad as they were for the last couple of years, you know, unless you're talking about Day of the Dead, whatever the fuck that piece of shit was run that line. you guys watched. But again, no, and... I don't
1: think I don't think I think I'm the only one that watched it. And I I came in low with that. But I think Jason Lloyd rated it like a six or or higher or whatever. Wow. But I, I've heard nothing
0: good. If, uh, if he rated it that high, he's the highest I've heard then.
2: <laughs> for for what film? I'm sorry. Day of the Dead, Bloodline. Oh God! I, no, I'm not watching that.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, what do we got? One more from you, B. And boom. Yeah, oh yeah, I
2: I believe this one was talked about on the show, but I'm I'm gonna bring it up anyway because I had a pleasant experience with it. And it's uh Winchester.
1: I may have talked about it on the show. Again, I can't remember if I did or not. I can, well,
2: <laughs> I'm lucky I can remember the name of the movie, let alone if you <laughs> talked about it. All right, so ensconced in her sprawling California mansion, eccentric firearm heiress Sarah Winchester believes she is haunted by the souls of people killed by the Winchester repeating rifle. Which right there is a great setup. I love it that finally a ghost story where we... Where we have a reason to believe that these ghosts exist because they all died at the hands of this woman and her company's main product, the the Winchester rifle. And we have Dr. Eric Price, played by Jason Clark, who is brought in to assess Mrs. Winchester's mental health at the behest of the Winchester company's other owners. And he's, at first, he's abusing his own prescriptions. So he he's not sure if what's going on in the house with these spirits is a product of him being on drugs or if it's the truth as to what Sarah is telling him. the house. I love the house. The house might be my favorite part of the whole movie. It really is. It becomes a character of its own. It's 100 plus rooms. And it's like, it's spread out in a way that it still makes the house look small and claustrophobic, which I thought was brilliant. Well, you know, that's Uh,
1: true. The house, right? The house is, is the house is actually true. This whole story is a fabrication. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah of the of the house my wife is very intrigued by the whole the whole
2: house this exists in real life the in terms of the house that's always under construction
1: the ho- well the house that leads to rooms that go to nowhere and stairwells okay, that lead yeah, to nowhere.
2: I, I absolutely love that about this i loved when he was initially walking into the house dr price and he's looking around and he's seeing the cleaning staff cleaning opening doors and cleaning just walls like there's nothing behind there, or just big open spaces where they would fall like 20 feet if they walked through them. It was terrific. Uh, the acting is quality. The cinematography I thought was well crafted, gothic and feel. Yeah, I was totally engaged in the story. I love how subtle and well thought out the twists were. They don't beat you over the head with them. They're well crafted, well well laid out, and they totally make sense. And and the performances the performances are great. Jason Clark is great as Dr. Price and Helen Marin. I mean, she really is a great actress. She's she's great in everything, and she plays Mrs. Winchester. The pacing, for, for a longer movie, the pacing was really well done. I, I got to give this one, I got to give this a half-head explosion. Wow. Yeah. I,
1: I I think when I talked about it, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, Sorry, finish your thought, because I'll just add a, like a to the end. No, of no, of I,
2: I want to hear your thought. I'm, I'm kind of there. I don't want to go into too much detail, but just I, I just love the idea of a creative, original ghost story. Even if it's based partially on truth and partially fabricated, I just love the way it was set up, and they got quality actors in here. And I just thought the look and the pace and everything was was well done. I mean, it is a longer movie; it's close to two hours, but I was engaged.
1: And I hear you on certain uh, on certain aspects. It is gorgeous to look at. The cinematography yeah. it is amazing. Helen Mir- Mirren is great. Like the 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 performances for for the two leads are, are great. I do find that it's top heavy the first half is great and then the second half i just fell out of and it just became dull and
0: that's I, all i, I hear about that fit.
1: boring that's, that's and, what i keep hearing so i i was totally i thought setup was great and i'm all in i'm like here we go and it looked great so i'm like all right
2: all aboard and <laughs> I just said that out see, loud. See, see, I, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was the complete opposite because normally you see a ghost story and there's one ghost and it's always malevolent. But here you have a story with hundreds of ghosts. It doesn't matter – it doesn't matter what. As long as they were killed by the, the Winchester rifle, they are haunting this house. They make their way back to this house because they can't move on. And out of those hundreds, there's one Malevolent force that they have to uncover and why what's going on and then there's an interesting side twist with with Doctor Price and his backstory and his his wife and it's I just thought it was really well crafted I mean
1: no and I'm glad I wish I was there with you because like what you're what you're telling me now I'm like wow I'm intrigued but I remember watching it and 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 (laughs) I fell out and I was just like. And it, and it just it just lumbered on. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. Like I mean, I just, maybe they
2: could have cut it down. I mean, I, I don't usually love that movies are two hours long, but it didn't feel two hours long. But again, if it was 90 minutes, it would have been better served. But I, I, I'm hard-pressed to think right now off the top of my head, what, what would I cut? Because yeah. everything looks so good.
1: And I was a mild rumble. I just, I was just, like, I just felt like it had potential, but it, it didn't expand on anything. And
0: at the end of the day, it ended up being dull. Unfortunately, if that's cliché to say, no, that's so bad. That's fair. That's fair. I keep hearing that. Brandon's is the first positive interview I've heard. Everything I've heard from people talking online is always the word "boring" is thrown in. Every almost every freaking time I heard somebody talk about this movie, so oh, uh, you're gonna make me watch this movie now with your review? Shit, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know if or I you could,
2: could or you could just go with Christian and not watch it. Hey, no, it
0: looks, everybody else, it looks
1: <laughs> it looks great, Dave. It, you're not going to be like going, you're you're not getting a shitty produced film. It looks right. good. You're getting quality acting, but yeah, I, I admittedly I've, I it droned on. <laughs> like just I'm think about right what, now. but just think
2: about what you normally get with ghost films and then think about this one when you're watching it or or in the end when you reflect on it, and I think it just offers something new and different. Interesting. Something Damn. I haven't seen before, and I, I like that about it.
0: Well, if I have time, I'll squeeze in at the end of the year. That's what yeah, I'll do. It's, it's... going to be on, 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 the, on the back burner because I want to keep my average high. I've been doing <laughs> good this year. I want to keep it that way, so i got to keep doing it. The Z
2: method works because I'll it tell does. you what. I've also been, I mean, I've watched a lot of movies, but I am probably at, like, 86%, I think I calculated, at, like, six or above, or six and a half or above. So I'm I'm really having a solid year in terms of quality films. I agree with you that it's the year of the half-head explosion, because I'm yet to have, like, super standouts, but there's still films I have to see.
0: Absolutely. Well, we'll get there. And uh, I don't know what we're talking about next show, but... Um, I think maybe we're talking about Hereditary, if it's out by the time we record, because we have to do that review. And we're not 100% sure what we're going to do, so we're not even going to say anything about it. But My- Mystery. It's a mystery. Yeah. Probably, uh, more franchise stuff, but that's what we're doing mystery? this
2: year. I think we should do a horror, since we're a horror podcast, not a mystery.
0: <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I- I'm guessing it's a franchise. I think it's just going to be straight franchise till the end of the year. By the way, uh... We're looking at it, but we'll see. Whatever. We reserve the right to do whatever we want to do, unless someone maybe we gives won't us do anything. Yeah. <laughs> ah, maybe this is our last show. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, let's get out of here, man. We uh we love you guys. Thanks everybody for listening. Please uh please share the show, retweet it, tell your friends, tell your horror buddies, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Patreon. That's and I was going
2: to say leave us leave us emails and 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 call in leave us voice mails we'd love to hear from you guys.
0: Yeah man, absolutely. Please do.
2: Good night everybody. Good night everybody.
0: Peace.